biggest problem with today's society is they don't appreciate the word honor. You don't honor one's bet. You don't honor one's word. And more importantly, you don't honor oneself. Over the weekend, my partner and myself had a bet. And going in such, I am a man of my word and a man of my honor. And I follow through with that. And as you watch this episode and enjoy it, I hope you reflect on that word, honor. I hope it brings a little bit of meaning to you. And if it doesn't, and you're one of those millennial snowflakes, well, then we have an episode for you. But it's not this one. But make sure you go watch some archive, baby, because it's a Loki and Jabroni show, and we're coming right to catch you. I think, I don't know, we'll find out. <laughs> He's going to get us in trouble again. Let me enjoy myself just for another 30 seconds. Like you didn't enjoy it all fucking Saturday? There's a part I didn't enjoy, and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loki Jabroni Show. Fresh off the best college football rivalry in the world, the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. What a, all right, full disclosure, you want to know what I didn't enjoy about it? Yeah. As the score is getting run up, and it was late 40s to 28, I got a little uncomfortable. Not that I didn't enjoy seeing my team score, but I don't want, I don't, I don't want to watch you and Pokey just be all pissed off and forlorn. That's not what, I, that's not what this rivalry is about to I me. I a good buzz on. I, wasn't, I was getting a ride home, so I wasn't too upset about it. That but I can understand. I had, I had a couple touchdowns, so I enjoyed a couple shots. Two in so, 30 you know. seconds even, yeah, man. So, that was fantastic. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. I mean, it was a horrible game, but it wasn't The first half bad. was really good. You <laughs> no, got to give them that. It was. No, first no. half was fantastic. All right, so enough gloating. You can see my man over here living up to his word, much like we always do when we make wagers, exactly. friendly or otherwise. Exactly. Uh, I keep saying it, it looks good on you. Real, real quick, uh, I got a joke for you. We gotta get a hold of your man and talk to him about this because this is a. This I know is a you like that large. jersey better than. Well, not only that, you need some <laughs> sparkly gimmick right here. All right, I got a joke for you, real quick, and then the gloating's over. This year's game is done and done. How do you stop a Michigan fan from masturbating? Well, I've okay. I don't know. You paint his dick scarlet and gray, and he won't beat it for five years. You're welcome. It's true. Last one. Uh, it was a hell of no, a no, game. No, no, you said one. <laughs> that was it. It was no, a hell no. of a game. Let's move on. Welcome to the Loki and Jabroni Show. My name is Chris Burns. I am the Jabroni, the redneck Adonis, the man to my right. It's Loki as always. Nice to see you guys. And also, my man over in the box. Eddie Focus. And he could care less about our football game. I yes, could. that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, I want to give you a round of applause for some fantastic vittle cooking on Saturday. Oh, thank you, man. Tasty as all hell. None for Pokey. That's a good thing because he's late. Oh, no. No, he had Fucking some scraps. Late. He had some scraps. That's all he deserved. My daughter had more than he did, and that's the way it should be. She was there for the game. But Good as we nobody do. Nobody puts baby in the corner. You feed Mrs. Eddie Focus, she, damn it. She loved it, too. Absolutely. Uh, before we go into what's on our mind, guys, don't forget this weekend, if you are in southeastern Connecticut, I can't be there because of work. 
But go to the Evan White fundraiser. The information is on our page. I'm cooking. Loki's doing up the cooking. Uh, $10 a head, I believe it is. Yes. Yep. Uh, fantastic uh, pasta dinners. Tell them all about it. $6, I believe it was, for children under five. Mm. Or might have been, yeah. You can't do that at McDonald's no, anymore. And this is better. There's salad. Uh, there's going to be salad there. There's going to be chicken Alfredo. Your choice of chicken Alfredo or meatball marinara. Um, Crystal's going to be doing the sauce. I'll be doing the meatballs, the chicken, and the Alfredo sauce myself. Fantastic. Um, we are going to have some DJ action there. I guess he's also going to do some karaoke a little bit afterwards. We're going to have some face paint for the kids. There's going to be raffles there. There's going to be a 50-50. There's all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff going on, I guess, uh, from what I just heard. Um, we have two gift certificates to um, the uh, tattoo parlor. I want to... Uh, I think, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to call the wrong place. Well, why don't you know, we look it up before <laughs> the no, show yeah. is over? We're yeah. definitely going to no, pick this I, out I again. Thought I had a, yeah, we're, I thought I had a thing. You're going right to get some ink, people. But no, yeah, there's <laughs> there's two of them for 125. Um, so there's 125. Uh, yeah, 125 Ooh. each. Um, there's That's not also, bad. I got a fifty dollars. That's half a dolphin, folks. Fifty dollar thing <laughs> for uh, gift certificate to All Friends Animal Hospital. There's Ooh. a nice little gift basket getting tossed together for your manimals or your mams up in there. Um, there's a movie basket, there's a Girl Scout basket, there's all kinds of freaking cool baskets going on. You mean a Scout basket? Yeah, we don't want to call them girls or boys. Okay, yeah, but, they're, but they literally say Girl Scout cookies <gasps> right on. I'm triggered. I'm just, I'm this just is saying bullshit. what it says. I'm just saying what it says. I'm just Dead right City Inc. is what I'm hearing. It is Dead City Inc., yes. It's Janelle. Yes. Hi, okay. Janelle. Good, good. I, want, I wanted to make I wanted to Yeah, make we want to make sure we get the right information for <laughs> you guys. Right so uh, that's uh, give them the address real I, quick so they can get there. It's in Preston. I know that. Yeah. Um, it is the uh, VFW in Preston. Preston, Connecticut. And, yes, that is uh, – actually, what am I doing? I have this there you have it right there. I have it right here. My oh, man. I made it. Yeah. I made that shit, man. All right. So he's getting the info for you now. There we go. Uh, so it is 28 Spicer Road, Preston, Connecticut, one, uh, 06365. And it is $10 per ticket, $5 for kids under 6. Takeout will also be available for you if you guys if you don't want to eat it there. But why would you not? There's yeah, there's so, so many, much fun. Going so many on. fun things going on there. Um, there's actually going to be a cash bar available too for all you people that like to have some drinks and some wine with your pasta. It's going to be available and for um, all you charitable drunks. All out you there. charitable drunkies, <laughs> the uh, best kind. It's, you can't it, liquor them up be, and open the wallet. It's going to be a good time. It's going for a good cause. I see what um, they did there. You like that, right? Right. Uh, it's going for a great cause. Like I said, it's a. Uh, Help off pretty much Evan. I mean, his his bill just came in. It's, it's uh, yeah. You know, I, it's, I don't. It's re, can I just say it's just ridiculous. I was man. about to it's say I understand medical people, bills are ridiculous. What they even charge you nowadays? You they should be a. You know what? You, you should and this is just real quick, but you should be able to like go to them and physically like auction down some of these prices and be like. Seriously, dude? You negotiate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be like, seriously, dude? You can if you don't have insurance. <laughs> yeah, 75, 75, 175, 175, 175. You know what's scary? 75, 25, 25. It, call around. Just ask how much an x-ray is. Nobody can tell you. They'll ask. Oh, they'll yeah. say, what's your insurance What's your company? insurance? Who do yeah, you know? Who how do you much have? is it? Yeah, they don't know. They don't know. They it's do. not like a Mazda. <laughs> 19, but if you said, 19. I guarantee, like, so they would bill an insurance company 500 bucks. I guarantee if you said you didn't have insurance, they'd be like, uh, give me $60. Yeah. Yeah. 
First of all, it's all electronic now. They don't even have to do the photo paper. Oh, God, no. They don't even have to yeah. fucking worry about you. There's no transparency in medical costs. That's the problem. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of kids nowadays. I saw uh, somebody share recently about the kids being pushed through school, not having to do all yeah. the work and whatever. So you, you know how much I'm into toughening up the kids. So here's what you do. When, when Evan's leg gets better and everything's healed and he's back to normal, Throw them outside with a shovel, a rake, uh, a couple sponges, wash the car. Have them work that bill off. Oh, yeah. Teach them what it's like to be well, a he's man. Gonna have the, I, I, <laughs> he's going to have the chicken leg because that cast has been on there, so he's going to have to I remember. Work. I broke my leg and my cat. My, my leg was in a cast for two, three months. Yeah. And it, yeah, it looks brother, like this when yeah. it goes in. It looks like well, this when he, it comes out. Is yeah. he going to be doing um, – does he have to do physical therapy? I imagine he got he would hit have pretty to. bad. Yeah, I would, I would imagine it's going to be – Because he hasn't really been walking, right? No, God, no, he can't. So he's, he's going to have to – It's got to set. It's got to set properly. So He's you know. probably going to have to relearn to walk. And, oh, yeah. And, oh, no. Yeah, Absol- absolutely. And, and it sucks to at really that age. A lot of because, no, exactly. Because you're so fearless at that age automatically. Well, not only that is like I broke my leg. I was – 14 years old but you also heal faster you know well, I yeah mean, as, what else you know even, but that whole even walking as a thing, young adult it was, you it's it, yeah you know, it was you, it was tepid the first time you take steps for the first time in six oh yeah months. well you're mu- you have nothing for muscle, muscle memory's it's, gone yeah, it's, there's nothing there exactly you're you're literally and even when they give you the one. walking cast you're like i don't know is my yeah. leg gonna break on the first yeah. step you just yeah. don't know what, what sucks for him too is he's still he's still kind of at that age where he's gonna have like growth spurts yeah. So there's a danger of things not growing at the same time. No, exactly. Not and trying uh, to scare you, Janelle. I know you're watching. Yeah. So but, no, uh, but it's <laughs> it's really it's really it's it's going to such a huge cause. And like I said, um, you know, this she's 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 been there for him the whole time. You mm-hmm. know, there's I we've obviously had nights where I've taken her out, and even then she's you know the first thing is I wonder how Evan's doing. I'm wrong. You know, that's going natural, on. and you can't. Yeah, she, I, I know uh, you don't falter, but that's natural. oh no. She and she recently went back to work, and you could tell that she was uncomfortable. She just didn't, you know. She's she hasn't been the same. Sure, she has stomachs. It's, it's just, it's it's a whole other scenario when you dedicate, say, a couple months to a child being at home, and especially mm-hmm. a child that you dedicate, you know, that it's he is he's he's essentially he's he's a handicapped child. You know, he's. He can't move. He can't do things for his own. For the first month, he couldn't do anything. I mean, it was, you know, it he's was bedridden. literally, yeah, exactly. It was, it was literally her. He's got a lot of energy. For someone like him, that's not easy. I, and I'll oh, yeah. say this, and I hadn't seen him since the accident, but we all, obviously, Thanksgiving together, another fantastic holiday has come and gone, and we all had a good time. Mm-hmm. To see him playing the little video game, and I walked through the door, and I, I know he took a hit to the head because I walked through the door. He goes, hey, Chris, how are you? And I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. I walked up. I said, what'd you say to me? Well, he can't really get you a beer. Well, no, but still, he can always ask. And he's like, hey, Chris. I'm like, hey, Chris, you know I want kinda... some. He's like, candy, turkey, you know, pie? If, he, if he's sitting there in a cast, I mean, I would I would love it if he'd be like, look, motherfucker, do I look like I can get you a fucking <laughs> beer? I would have bought get that. Get your own fucking I beer, bought bro. That. How about you bring me a beer? I'm all fucked up, right? Yeah, kid. I would have bought that, but it was like, hey, Chris, what's up? I'm like, dude, five years now. Five years, you sing the same song, but I get it. It's it was just great to see him in good spirits. Oh, yeah. And I asked him, "How's your well, leg?" My leg is great, yeah. and he was just he was upbeat, and that that's the coolest thing about this. But mm-hmm. there's still a long road, and that's what this fundraiser is all about. Oh, yeah. Well, he's getting back to normal because him and Anna were fighting over video games. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course so they were. Like so I let's said, say man, hello to some people. Super, super, super easy. Even yes. if you just want to donate, I mean, it's it's that simple, guys. It's it's you know, even if you don't want to just pop in there, be like, hey guys. Not sticking around for your delicious food, although I don't see why you wouldn't. But right. here's this and here's that. Or if you're not into pasta and you just want to come by for the festivities and and join in from some buy a drink raffles, 
Buy some drinks. There you go. Get a, get your little glow on there get instead. Spicy meatball. <laughs> if I can make it before it ends, I will be there. But work, unfortunately, beckons. Hello, Stacy. Hello, Janelle. Hello, Steven. My man, Steven, the non-Flat Earth Jones. It's oh, not Waddock, Waddock, Waddle face. It's Steven true. Jones. That's it from now on. Actually, um, we are, are, are us flatters. Are, us flatters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm actually buying into the theory. Are you really now? Yeah, yeah, because, all right, so here we are, yep. right? Good night, folks. <laughs> Eddie just quit. And we're, and we're no, because I'm looking forward to this part. So so we're going to be on this part right here, right? Now yep. we're on the cusp of right here. Yep. This is where the swing happens. So Uh-oh. this is where the magic happens. And we're going to, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a free fall. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So this is going to be great. All this right. Be great. Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. So as we do, I, I wanted to get the plug in at the beginning and the end of the show for Evan. So uh, <laughs> what's on your mind, kid? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I posted on Facebook, and I don't know if I just have this that many. This never ends well. This I, never ends I just well. don't know if I have that many Patriot fans or people just look the other way. This past Sunday, X. Viking, ex Raider, now present Patriot, Cordell Patterson decided it would be a great idea to grab the Junkins of a Jets defensive player. Oh, Jesus. And in the video, you can <laughs> see the fist plainly clinching the sack almighty of the poor, poor Jet player. Oh, you got to be kidding. Now, me. this guy not only flails. But he proceeds to collapse onto his back. That is how bad Patterson squeezed this nut. Keep that in mind. As Patterson is getting up, he is eyeballing this poor soul on the ground and continues to walk You got away. any more dick in them drawers? There is no pe- no penalties, no nothing. There's there's no talk. How would afterwards. you call that? That would be my question. <laughs> the referee walks off and says, illegal junk. hands to the junk. <laughs> Number 25, defense, five-yard penalty, repeat first down. I mean, you just can't announce that in front of people. Grabbing the Junkins. He's getting good with that thing. Grabbing the Junkins. Man, <laughs> I'm just, look, it's 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 Thanksgiving weekend. I understand you like the giblets. He wanted the giblets. You know, but come on, man. Like, when questioned, too, at the end of the game, he said, I don't like no man's ball or dick in my face. No, just in his hand. <laughs> so, yeah, so you grab a What the f- I'm telling you, I told Eddie earlier, my hey, look, head hurts, my eyes goes, are twitching, I'm out of I'm just going right to say here. this before, I'm, before I move on to the next topic. Oh, you got more topics? No, no. How do you beat hands no, no, to the junk? Before, you, before, you, before we move on to the next one, I've told you guys countless times, Wear a cup in professional sports. That's your own damn fault. Mm-hmm. He should have grabbed a handful of junkin that was cupping. That's it, buddy. And then all he would have had is like Katy Perry, finger up the asshole. That's it, buddy. That's all. That's all he would have had. No, no grabbins. No. Oh nothing. man, what the fuck? Uh, Steven, I will watch your video. I did see it though uh, that you sent it. So thank you. Um, you know, uh, we lost somebody today. I don't know how great he was. Because he's caused me many a heartache and headache over the years. But uh, Stephen Hillenberg passed away at the age of 57 today. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you. Oh, I read that. He's the guy that brought us the wonder that is SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. 
Um, don't know if he wrote the song. If he did, um, I'm not still not going to speak ill of that. Today he died. I'll wait a week. I'll say my piece next week. Um, ALS, and believe me, you don't want to watch somebody die from ALS. Uh, Steve Gleason, no. former uh, Saint, was sidelined for the game Thursday night, and he looks terrible. But that it gets you from the inside out and just robs you of all your function. Um, Jason Becker, guitarist for David Lee Roth back in the day, same thing. Um, it's just terrible. ALS is a terrible way to die. No, it's... I don't know if y'all listening remember that was the uh, remember the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, that I did that. Yes. I did it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was for ALS, uh, also known as Lou Gehrig's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, I, they I, used to tell him in the locker room, mm-hmm. Lou, there's a disease out there with your name written all over. You know, and it's, can't believe him. It sucks when 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 everybody was doing it. Then we all said, then this is going to be one of those stupid ass trends that everybody's going to forget about. And guess what? Nope. We uh we kind of forgot about it, and here he is. You know what though? <laughs> Dying of it, and and here you know. Well, there's yeah, so but, many other challenges. Many, the Tide Pod challenge. Yeah, I mean, know, it's exactly. so important. But you know, you know, I wonder how much you know how much awareness and how much money did it bring in that year? A lot. Oh, a lot. tons. You know yeah. what I'm a lot of money. A lot. And, and and then the next year after that, it's just like it was on to the next thing. And that's what I hate about fads. It's like you know, can we can we as a people just make like say giving and giving back a fad how about that why, do, sure. why does it have to be a specific thing why does it have to be like every year we're focusing on one one thing as well, it's not a bad to thing to spread the no, love no. but 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 it's like but it's literally like you are one one year we're on this and then what last year it was i mean obviously you have your every 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 years you have your breast cancer awareness and you know, you have um, your. You used to have vets, but you know we don't really talk about those. Well, we're too busy. No we're too busy crying about illegal immigrants coming into our country, or yeah. the the fact that less people are getting shot by cops this year than ever before. Yes, hey, I said it. It's amazing. No, I said it before. He, I know you did. Jerk. You know? Do you know why? Is because they actually have cameras now. They can see your fucking faces. Well, here's the thing. If <laughs> you go, if you compare it to like prohibition, <laughs> cops shot ten thousand people a year. Now it's down to like eight hundred and something. We were so drinking. We're drinking. We're making progress, progress Dude, bro. We're we're also fucking drunk. And have you have you ever dealt with a drunk person in a gun? Well, I think oh, a drunk person, yes. With a gun, think, no. Yeah, exactly. I think it was more of the liquor black market, but okay, we'll go with what you said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't think none of these black market motherfuckers are drinking every fucking day? And what do you think they had with them? A gun. Oh, and back so, then, Tommy yeah. guns. So yeah, so when the police back came, in America was great. That's right. When the police came knocking, <laughs> that's what mo- we need to make those America great again. Motherfuckers were shooting, dude. There was no questions asked. So yeah, police would drop yeah. fucking an entire like right. They would drop an entire gang like that. If only he had paid his taxes. Absolutely. <laughs> and not only they drop the entire gang, theft. they'd stuff him in a fucking wagon and roll him down the fucking mm-hmm. street with the doors open. Look who the fuck we shot. Right. So going back to your point on the ALS and why don't we have these awesome challenges again, maybe we'll come up with, we always do every April, our fundraiser. We'll do something again this year. But if you guys have some free time, go to your Amazon through com affiliate links, watch the Gleason documentary and watch the Jason Becker documentary to see who they were and who they are now and how this disease just absolutely uh, destroys you. I, I, can tell you. I can tell you right now, like, I liked the Ice Bucket Challenge. I really did. That was fun. But the fact that things like the Tide Pod Challenge have happened, no one's going to take that stuff seriously anymore. No. Dude, you know, Dude, it's there, unfortunate. There's, there's all kinds. There's, there's Fuck Your Mama Challenge. You want to speak of challenges? There's, I, there's just stupid-ass challenges Angela out there, and, but there's challenges that actually mean a damn thing. I know. Angela and Emma had oh, yeah. a challenge the other night. Um, Hit the button. The, oh, here it comes. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Angela and Emma were talking shit to each other, 
Andrew was talking about how sour cream goes on everything, and Emma was like, ew, that's gross. Ew, that's gross. And Emma said, well, I could probably drink a bottle of A1. Challenge was on. I tried to film it. My phone was being gay that day. Yes, Ah. I said gay. And Angela was just there like it was pudding, and she just went to town. Emma got halfway through and started to get in the gurgle. She tried. She failed, and I didn't baby her. I'm like, nope, next time you'll keep your fucking mouth shut when you tell somebody, I bet you I could drink a bottle of A1. No, no, you cannot. It's that fucking simple. Look, but I, those are dumb challenges. Like, if you I invite do, me to your house for nachos and no sour cream, I'm going to turn around and leave. I, I'd yeah, make sure there was sour cream. That's not then. just everything, okay? Exactly. That's nachos. My ex-brother-in-law. Tacos. Ranch on everything. Like tacos. he does. He, <laughs> Tomato I, soup. Quesadilla. I'm, I'm catch, yeah, I'm catching a very a Mexican specific theme going, theme on, going here. on here. <laughs> Chili. <laughs> All right, that's Tex-Mex. No, yeah, he's moving up the border now. He's just crossed the wall. <laughs> just got he has not been tear-gassed. I actually put a little bit he in did cheeseburger get... soup. It was really good. Okay, same. See? Yeah, okay. I'm going hey, with that. Sour. But, but sour you... cream does not go on anything. But you're not slapping that Ice on cream. a slab of yeah, exactly, or, or pepperoni pizza. Yeah, or you, you don't toast, me up. Or you're not throwing it on your fucking scrambled eggs. Right. You ain't tossing it with your bacon. Fucking You're disgusting. not fucking I would putting put, it on a side actually, of your waffles. I would eat sour cream with the eggs if it had salsa on it. <laughs> oh, see? Going back to the Tex-Mex thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, but it's the contrast of flavors that make it No, good. I think it's a contrast. All right, before we lose everybody, what's on your mind? <laughs> uh, now this is where we lose everybody. No, we're going to talk uh, real quick, just some video game comic Woo! stuff. Nice. Um, and And... You have to remain silent for one part of it. I'll do my best. Okay. So, some good news. I'm pretty excited about this. Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, uh, his company, Skybound, mm-hmm. is going to finish The Walking Dead game. Oh, that's Cause, cool. Because Telltale is gone. Yes. Everything's yeah. been completely shut Everything. down. There is uh, no finishing. There's no more finishing of the Batman Tales. There's no more finishing no. of the freaking Dead. No, there's, it's all, all gone. All of their licensed properties... <laughs> All their licensed properties, if you go on Steam, are gone. No shit. Yeah. Ever. Like, ever. Uh, they Because they made games for, uh, what the hell's that show I've never seen? Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. They made uh, games for, like, They made one properties. for Batman. They made one for, the, for the, yeah. obviously, the Walking Dead one that they freaking made they there. They were uh, working on Minecraft. Yeah. And yeah. all their licensed properties, I know, it's got pulled off Steam. The only games that are still on there are ones they made. They, I'll tell you what. They so. were pretty fucking, they were pretty great. I watched some of the kids play that, the Walking Dead one there. I and, like it, and that was that was pretty. It, it's here's the thing: it's more of an interactive novel, really, right. than, than it's, a straight. Adventure it's like a choose game, your own adventure, exactly. It, but no, know. there was some, there was some active. Like if Can, you weren't paying attention, <laughs> considering um, I haven't played it yet, but <clears throat> their new Walking Dead Overkill game is fucking tanking. Oh, isn't that the one where you? It's it just came out like last month, and it's tanking badly. Bad AI. Um, bad spawning, just yeah. Every the only good thing about it is the environments. Everyone says, but even something as silly as fire looks stupid. Like I was watching a video and it's like fire. totally tanking. <laughs> um, so there's that. Really excited that game's gonna be finished. Uh, Fallout seventy six is bombed so hard it went from fifty nine dollars yes. to thirty five within yes, a week. Within a week, man, because there is so many glitches. City. How do you ex- – it's you know what? It's the same thing with Red Dead, man. How do you expect to go online with that many people in an open sandbox world? You have to be ready for it. GTA, a lot of people forget. As soon as GTA Five Online came out, dude, boom. <laughs> Bethesda set the bar with Skyrim. 
So yes. you need to put out that quality every time. Yes, you and do. And now Fallout 4, I guess, you know, I haven't played it really. Uh, it did really good. I'm more of a fan no, of Fallout the Fallout 4. Iso- was, I had fun with it, and I wasn't a big Fallout player. I, I was so. more of a fan of the isometric Fallout games before they went to first person or third person, whatever it is. Yeah, well, you can do but, either one. You can do first and third. Yes. So um, Comics, and, and I see Chris on his phone because he's going to work really hard. Sharing the link. Um, what I do. Working really hard. Aquaman early reviews are in. Big fun wild ride. Aquaman best DC movie since The Dark Knight. Insane the Dark Knight. Insane cheesy underwater Star Wars. Uh, critics are really liking it. So fingers crossed that you were wrong about everything, and I was right. But. You know, we'll see what happens. So far, the early reviews are good. Um, that could change. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, there are some people that thought Justice League was good. You know, but I liked it. I thought it I was, thought it was okay. I liked it. It's it, the villain was weak. That was my problem. With I it. thought Steppenwolf I thought it was, was so terrible. I think yeah. it was like ordering a bacon, egg, and cheese, and then getting there and opening it up and realizing you have ham. Or a, or you're a, still going to eat it. Or a really bad CGI. You're still going to fucking enjoy it. <laughs> it's still going to fill you up. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't. My lip is so fake. Also, right, can't even tell. Also, someone asked Ezra Miller about Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. I have no idea and what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they asked Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, about Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, and he says, "You know, it's a lot of talk and rumor without any confirmation, but the Flash movie's still happening. It's going to be awesome in 2020. Good. So." All right. So, I like him as the Flash. I think he's I didn't a, mind him. that kid was pretty cool as the yeah. Flash. Yeah. I didn't mind him. So, so now we'll, comes we'll the part where Eddie gets his gimmick ready, as usual. Last week, he kind of fell off. I listened back. It wasn't his fault. He was so ingrained in the conversation. It was so good. I fell asleep. What did I do? You missed the cue when I say now it's time for the newest, most funnest, the best 30 seconds of your life other than your wedding night. This is Loki's Buy or Sell. I think you should. Such a good boy. Talk about missing cues. He was talking to me. I was setting up my phone. Yeah, we're setting it up. We're talking. That's that's what we do here. Nobody wants to hear you guys talk to each other. Shut your hole. That's what this whole show is about, us talking. I missed the whole reason. Shut your whore mouth, Loki. God. Shut up, Eddie. Get out of my house. God. All right. So we're going to start off. Mm -hmm. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. There we go. Oh, We're going to start out with Ed. Ed! Well, uh-huh. Walking Dead killed off Jesus, yet marking another major comic book character to die. I haven't seen it yet. Fucking On spoiler. the show. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just caught up. I was going to say. I on, hope man. for the sake of all that's good and holy that you boned up today at the movie theater for our discussion tonight. I hope so, too. I and see the movie. still I live on the comics. It. But who needs... Original characters and stories anyways, right? Buy or sell. What am I selling? That they killed Jesus? No. Are you buying or selling that you don't need an original story or characters anymore when you make it into a show? Um, Well, side note, they haven't confirmed that he's dead. 
It's still left up in the air, so I think this could be a Walking Dead no, mind they, fuck. All right, well, but, no, they definitely. But to to your side note, they do have a scene where they're having a burial thing, and he's in a nice shiny silver casket, and what's his name is giving his toast to goodbyes. Plus the, the actor, plus the actor himself has confirmed that he's not salty about the death. He was shocked at first, but not salty. God, do these guys just show up and they just like kill them at random? Just like, oh, by dead. the way, you're gonna die today. <laughs> yep, you're gonna die, clown. <laughs> <laughs> like they told Andrew Leakin. Oh, by the way, we're not really gonna kill you. Fuck! Damn, I'm just getting all sad. Um, <laughs> dude, Walking Dead needs to do something. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, at this point, like you don't have Rick Grimes, all bets are off. So, um, personally, I think if they're smart. Um, they'll do something more with Negan and maybe put him into the Rick Grimes role. So, well, he's, I'm, I'm buying. He's definitely liked. He's definitely liked. Plus, you know, the, the character itself, Negan is the only, he's the only thing that carried me through the last season. And he's last the two only original character pretty much alive now at this fucking point that, you know, I, I mean, from the comics that is, Michonne, that's been going on. Michonne, um, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, and um, who I guess I guess Maggie's leaving the actress. She's yeah, leaving next. oh, because she wants money, and they're right. not, they don't want to pay her. But um, you know, I don't blame them. After like what ten fucking years on the same show, you may as well just no, give him a minute and thirty seconds every fucking time. I don't. <laughs> I was throwing stop. in. I was yeah, I was throwing my my quick points with this. Um, I, I'm gonna say, uh, it used to be Game of Thrones. I and I've never watched Game of Thrones. I don't know about any of you guys here. Never been a big fan of never Not watched once. at all. It's never they, free. They so were I always killing. Yeah, they were, <laughs> exactly. They were always killing motherfuckers. Um, I think uh, these guys have kind of stepped up and killed all of your people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I guess that would be for you. Um, you know, I know you're not a big fan of the show, so let me let me kind of spring it around a little bit. Um, you're used to say uh, Batgirl, aka Oracle, being inside. You know. Uh, her wheelchair all the time, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they make a movie of this. They kill off Batgirl. They kill off Robin. They kill off hell Rick Grimes. They they kill off Batman for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think comics can survive going into the movies or into a show by eliminating major characters, eliminating major story plots by herself? I'm gonna buy it with an option to sell. You can you can certainly <laughs> yes. kill a character or two. You can't kill them all because then you have to relearn everything, new characters. It's easy if you have three seasons, you kill off a character, you introduce somebody new. Two more seasons later, you kill off somebody. Or in movies, you have two franchise movies. Apollo Creed is a great example. You had four movies to learn Apollo. They kill him, but they introduce new characters, and you move forward. You can certainly survive. I agree with that. Plus, I mean, this... With with Walking Dead, it's a little easier because you are an apocalyptic area where people are coming and going all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty easy but to throw that in My opinion that they should have done is after Rick, <coughs> Rick left, they should have just canceled The Walking Dead, move everybody to fear The Walking Dead because now they're starting to overlap. And you yes. can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because now there's nobody being pissy. Because now you actually have two, two separate missions. And it's yeah. funny because people will go up to Robert Kirtland and they'll be like, what the hell do you think about this? He's like, Psh. he's got nothing I, to do with it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, right? I sold this fucking shit to them a while ago. I, they can follow my path or they can do whatever I, the that, fuck they that want. That producer credit is just so he gets a check. <laughs> exactly. I sold the intellectual property years ago. I just collect funds now. <laughs> now to help you out, Chris, right yes. back to you. Bray Wyatt 
has been seen skulking the backstage. Could this be prime pickings for the once protege to the Undertaker by herself? Uh, buying it. He made a surprise appearance at the Starcade event, which is not on the WWE Network, but it should be. Um, he fought Baron Corbin. From what I understand, the reports are he did a great job. It's a better product with him. He's always fun. People dig putting their phones in the air and hearing the music. Probably the best entrance into business right now, other than Shinsuke. Um, I think it's a great thing. Have him come back. Give him a little freshness. Just send him out there, all guns blazing, buying it, 100%. Um, I haven't seen it, but I'll buy it. Um, hopefully, remember Bray, right? Yeah. So, and and we kind of talked about this when we did the, mm-hmm. the event there. They don't really know how to really sell them right. properly. Uh, hopefully, they're trying something new, taking a risk because uh, I don't see WWE taking a lot of risk right now. No, no. <laughs> you read about that one, man. Quick question: <laughs> I got a like a mini buyer sell. You don't even have to say nope, anything. Nope. Um, there's a rumor that The Rock is going to do a match at the next WrestleMania in New York. How do Surprise. you feel? How do you feel about The Rock making a comeback? Coming, it com- doesn't matter how you feel. Saying, coming, coming back? No, that's not a comeback. No. That's, that's not a comeback. Making Don't call it a comeback. I do want to see that Page movie though coming in February. Yes, that it looks good. Look also good. starring The Rock. Also starring The Rock. Absolutely. He's in everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Ed. <clears throat> Just give me my minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say Give them a whole buy or sell episode and let them have fun. <laughs> I love it. I do a whole Should episode. kids get tear gassed when their moms bring them over our border? <laughs> buy or sell. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I thought we were going to lose everybody before. Now, I assume you're talking about the migrants that got yes, tear gassed. Of course, of course. Okay. So, what <laughs> is not being shown is them throwing rocks at. DHS, okay, and trying to bust through a gate because they're not being processed fast enough or whatever. So, yeah. yes, your ass gets tear gassed. I'm sorry. And if your kids are with you, that's your fault. I'm sorry. They, they're not going to sit there. And, they're not shooting you. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was going to trigger somebody today. Oh, my This Lord. is the media bullshit. It is. All right, I'm not going to need the whole thing. If you if you plan on storming a country, and in many of these cases circumnavigating the immigration laws, don't bring your fucking kid. It's that simple. Sell, 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 sell. I did say sell, right? Okay, oh, you yeah. did say sell. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I'm assuming it was implied. You also said, and I quote, "At least they're not shooting at you." That's a good point. <laughs> I have to agree with him on this one. Look, man, you don't bring your kid to a to a fucking Anthrax concert, all right? Why not? You don't. You really I wouldn't bring my ten year old, but if she was sixteen, I might. So these are the people that we're talking. About. Oh yeah, with the little babies. <laughs> you know, yeah. somebody somebody you know, brought up a good point. Somebody brought up a good point um, <coughs> where they said, "Okay, if if you're coming to a country to seek asylum, you." Basically, are saying you want to be in this country because my country is terrible. Mm-hmm. But if you walk up carrying your country's flag, saying "I want asylum," you're you're, you're invading, trying to leave. You're that. invading the country. Yes. So yes. you come in with a flag. You're representing another country. Let me walk it's into a, Fenway Park carrying a Yankee granted. flag. Saying, and I know it's not True. the same, no, but I, I, I want to leave my country and join yours. 
I'm going to get beat on the way in because I'm carrying the opposing flag. No, I agree. In the in the old days, if somebody charged up to a border with another country's flag, they, they shot. Usually, they usually had bayonets on their rifles. Shot, yep. man. I'm just shot. saying, like you would think, if you're leaving a country Here because it it's that bad. Sorry, I'm thoughtful. You know what? Let's do this. Next week, we're going to start a new deal. I get 15 seconds. No, no. We'll, and we'll he gets it. three and a half minutes. Well, well, well you got to. I'm just fucking with I'll you. I'll make sure. sure. <laughs> no, it's just, the, I know. the whole situation is frustrating. It is. No, it is. And I have no problem with people seeking asylum. But if you still have your country's flag, you must not hate it that much. Right? But well, we're, prou- we're proud of our heritage. Then stay the fuck there. Ex- exactly. Dumbasses. Chris. Yep. Pentagon says report of the active Who's shooter. A, who does? Pentagon. Okay. Says report of the active shooter at Walter Reed Medical Center was a drill by herself. I'm going to have to sell it. Um, several eyewitnesses and news reports say it happened, so I have to go with that. Until I dig further into it, I really got nothing. But I don't believe a whole lot of what comes out of the Pentagon, the White House, Congress, the House of Representatives, which, by the way, Miss Octavia Cortez Schnabitz Furnum is going to live because she can't find an apartment. Um, yeah, I don't believe a lot of what comes out of the Pentagon. Sell, sell, sell. What do you got, Ed? I buy it. I totally believe that they said that. <laughs> they said that? Do you believe that there was a shooter, or do you believe it was bullshit? Uh, did somebody die? No, nobody died, and they never found the shooter. But, and hold on, let me clarify, because I do have Pictoros for you. Okay. <clears throat> just want to point out it's him right now. Yeah, I know. He paused, he paused your time, though. <laughs> I got it. I'm with him. But... Yeah, now it's just can't please everybody. Getting silly. I'll tell you what, you can't please everybody. Around two, and this was after of which they said um, around three, or they posted about one thirty that there was a shooter, an active shooter on. Shots were heard. Blah blah blah. The same people. It was later a post on the Facebook page was stated by the Department of Defense and the Navy, which has called the incident a drill. Around two p.m. Today, Tuesday, November 27th, a call came into security at the NSA bathroom with a report of an active shooter situation in the basement of Building 19 at the Wald Research Station. Mm-hmm. Security responded and cleared the building, finding no indication out of an active shooter. After investigating the call and the origin, NSA has determined that this was a false alarm and did not was not part of a scheduled drill as it had been reported. I, honestly, so, I was joking no. before, but ultimately no, I'm going to buy it because it it wouldn't be the first time the military or anything has done something like this where Duh. they do a drill <laughs> and, like, it comes up on a police scanner. Uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, like, Orson Welles convinced the whole world we're being invaded by aliens. So, I mean... Well, we were, we were uh, uh, more naive. Like, some of the early... Uh, were we now? <laughs> some of the touche some touche. of the 9-11 uh, radio calls touche. from the planes when they when they said that terrorists hit the building the first thing they said was is this live or exercise so they do wow. stuff all the time that's true all right chris yep <clears throat> james fields we all remember him from charlotte the rallies oh yes took a charger and decided to run over a whole bunch of people i do remember that you remember him mm-hmm. well according to him he thought that he was being attacked, and his what he pulled off his maneuver was in an act of defense. 
buy or sell that one? Um, sell, dumbass. Uh, there's there's video. One death, by the way. Yeah, we all know that. There's video of this. There was no. He wasn't being chased. There's nobody behind him for forever. People knocking on his window at first. Remember that. Yeah. Okay. Just just to throw that in there. I can knock on your window. Doesn't mean you're being attacked. Whatever. You're a fucking idiot. Sell. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> Ugh, I'm going to trigger some people that one. There, I mean, most of this is conspiracy, but there's uh, evidence to suggest that that girl didn't even die from the impact and that she was actually pushed off the car and she actually died of a heart attack. Um, the picture they, they show of her shows her as being this very kind of not super skinny, but, you know, skinnier. And when you look at the video, she's a very large woman. And uh, I don't know. I, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Switzerland on that. I don't know. Your layaway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to layaway. Though. Okay, layaway's good. First layaway. of all, you know, a car's dangerous. So yes, uh, yes. I'm leaning on. We discussed self. that no, before, we, and no, he no. told us we were assholes when the guy in the truck at 70 miles an hour through the woods of New Hampshire, and the cop shot him. Well, no, you can't. How do you have it both ways? What the hell are you talking? We have about? to go back to like episode <laughs> thirty-one or something. We all we all change our ideas. On yeah, that. I understand. I think, no, I think we all realize that a vehicle is very much a dangerous weapon. No, it's, yeah, but it's this whole rally. But is, at the same thing, nightmare. I I do yeah, exactly. And where he was, and when they started hitting his car, I'm sure he probably did was probably fearful at first. But the minute you hit that gas and the first person was hit, then that becomes assault. Mm -hmm. That becomes assault, and there's no questions around it. I don't, you know. uh, Here's what I say. Let the fucking Nazis talk. Nobody cares about their bullshit. It's true. Seriously. I just want to All all 2,000 of them in the country are not going to fucking make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that... Is all I have today for buying and sell. <laughs> Another fantastic round. May I have a, a gimmick? Yes, piece? you may. I'm going to need it after that rousing. Uh, people, though, man. People, people, people. You know what? I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you a cooler to keep it cold just for you. And it, look, it's extra large just for your extra tall gimmick. There you go. You're just, you're just trying to get me to sell Harvick. Yes, I am. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Your love affair with Harvick. The dream season died a horrible death. I know. And we'll talk about that on Thursday. Or maybe next week. I haven't decided. I'm enjoying my week off. It's been kind of relaxing and oh, fun. I like the off season. This does, yeah, because we only do it every other two weeks on the yeah. CJ Speeder Review. Check that out, too. But I guess now is the time where we slow it down a bit. We introduce our other segment. Tonight's passage. One of you will jump all over this. The other one will not. Poetry. The machine of a dream. Such a clean machine. With the pistons pumping and the hubcaps all gleam. When I'm holding your wheel, all I hear is your gear. With my hand on your grease gun, it's like a disease. I'm in love with my car. Got a feel for my automobile. 
Get a grip on my racer roller bar. Such a thrill when your radials squeal. Told my girl I'll have to forget her. Rather buy me a new carburetor. She made tracks saying this is the end. Now cars don't talk back. They're just four-wheeled friends now. Eddie? Music or poetry? I'm going to say music. Is that Primus? No. I'm going to go with music, too. You're going to go with music in honor of tonight's episode. That was Queen, I Love My Car. Oh. One of the most ridiculous songs ever written, however... You gotta love it. Thought, if you gotta thought, fucking, if you love watch it. the movie, that's the that's that's one of the <laughs> boiling points amongst the band. Roger, how can you? Ro- I, I'm in love with my car. Which, by the way, fuck you for not seeing the movie yet again. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I know. I know. Terrible song. That was the one song that were like, that's gonna be the hit. That's gonna yeah, be well, number one. We're gonna go with "You're My Best Friend" and "I'm in Love with My Car" in Bohemian Rhapsody. Blow the fuck up. That's yeah, right. The end of it. Fuck. But then, and Freddie later on gives him shit. Watch the movie. What is this? I'm in love with my car? Are you serious? Your songs aren't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go fuck me a nice man. <laughs> I made that part up. He didn't actually say that in the film. He probably did. <coughs> well, in the, it's in the director's cut. I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Did you get any other actually, speaking of which, Brian May is saying uh, he's hoping uh, that guy gets Remy Malik? No- nominated. He should. So. And, and look, we talked about it. Off air, on air, we've talked about it privately. If you watch that side-by-side video, it's on YouTube right now, of the film and Live Aid. And Remy Malek really just, he nails it. It's so dead-on perfect. From the moves on the piano, checking the sound. Even Brian May is saying that. The Pepsi cups. The Pepsi, the beer. perfect sync. The same with, fucking, the same cup and everything. They had the same amount of liquid in them. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude. That's, Attention to detail is amazing. Oh, it was. It really was. It's like I said. Watch that movie and do yourself a favor and go home I, and watch. I stuff. just wish. I just wish the same people who make like for like every great music. Did you ever? Did you ever find that the the peak of Mercury? <laughs> that I showed you. Do you think we could probably play that for these guys? I, I don't know. It's, hey, a, it's, it's just his, it's his vocalization. It's not copyrighted material. If you can find it, it's it's I'll, it's Pika Pika Mercury. Just just type out Pika because you know a Pika is a real animal. That's what the Pikachu mm-hmm. came from. It's a rodent rabbit thing. Yeah. So type in the word Pika Mercury. I'm afraid, but no, you as well you should be. But these people need it. to see it. And it's funny on the screen. It's funny. It popped up right at the top. yeah. Because Jay, now go ahead and play that for our people. <laughs> he, he's got to put it up on the screen. I mean, he's got to figure this out. It's going to take a moment. <laughs> But Jay said we should have done this as an intro, and I was like, well... Yeah. That would have been pretty badass. If you're listening but on we, audio only, this yeah. is another good reason why you should watch exactly. the show on the YouTube channel. Watch the shit on Scoot YouTube. ahead to this point if you're on uh, <laughs> Apple Apple Podcasts. You, you look at the little time thing. You say, oh, I got to go to 3941. 39, Boom. Watch it. This is going to be fun. He showed me this Saturday during halftime, and I almost so, shit myself. So this is from Live Aid, and this is actually Freddie's warm-up. He does this a lot in a lot of the, you know, a yep. lot of his the uh, call and response. But this from one, the crowd. right? But this one specifically was from Live Aid. Now the best thing about this video is whoever did it did a great job because even the way that the he should be in movies. It's like, a damn genius. Is looking around for the reaction from people. It's perfect. It's absolutely right. perfect. How are we doing over there, Ed? Hang on. Fuck. All right. 
fucking ads. All right, fuck these <laughs> that's, ads. That's yeah. That's that's the one thing I freaking absolutely hate about YouTube. Right? <laughs> it's funny they actually put it on the bottom. You see that shit now? Yep. It's like actually yellow spots where 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 the where the ads are, are going to yeah, come where in. They pop in. It's like, um, when we get done with the video, we may as well start with Freddie Mercury in this discussion, and then we'll move on. But uh, that that video. Well, it's again, just, again, hilarious I think, I, think it, I think it symbolizes him to a T, you know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, yeah. It's just the energy, you know, you, you could throw, you can literally throw that on anything and you'll buy it mm -hmm. just because that's, that's the type of person. I will need you while he's doing this. Uh, when we start the discussion to set a timer for 30 minutes for uh, each gentleman that we're going to cover, we don't want to go over, we don't want to bore you guys to tears. Right. Actually, we hope you're enjoying this and if you're joining us, from any of the spots we've shared the link to, thank you. If you're listening on audio only, you're missing out. Join us on Tuesday nights and keep downloading. You can listen to us on the way to work. Or while you're working. Fuck it. Timer. 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 Eddie's still working. See, this is why he's underpaid. Yeah, I should have sent it to him earlier, but I didn't think that it would come up. At, you know, I mean, it should have came up, but it was one of those you know, mm -hmm. things that I forgot that he hasn't. Here we go. Enjoy, folks. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic You're welcome So we, we come here today to pay homage Or homage Depending on what side of the country you come from uh, Two rock legends that died on the same day Six hours apart We're going to start with Obviously more in the news than anybody else Because of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody Baruch Balsara Otherwise known to you and me Legally as Freddie Mercury Born September 5th, 1946 British songwriter, record producer, and best known as the lead singer of Queen, and, in my opinion, the absolute greatest we rock also singer throw of all time. In opera singer. Yes, yeah. he did the bar that Barcelona. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, watch Becoming Queen on Amazon through LocalJaborni.com and our Which affiliate is one links. of the reasons why he wanted to obviously incorporate everything that he did. I mean, heck, even if you listen to four Killer, octave range, he's even just if you so listen amazing. to Killer Queen, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's. It's everywhere. Queen Queen itself was such a different sound. You knew who Queen was. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was... I, I think I started listening to Queen, like, say, religiously, probably 10th grade when I really started realizing who they were. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is, you start listening to their songs, and you're like, I know that song. You know, it's ironic. You know, introduced me to Queen. Was me, junkyard dog. <laughs> I was just about to oh, say, yes, yes, that was yes, my introduction. Was yes. hearing another one bites the dust on yeah, the radio because yes. I didn't, I didn't follow music that closely back then. Then he would come out to another one bites the dust. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. And my dad, being like slightly bigoted, would be like, oh, fuck that guy. He's a <laughs> <laughs> like my my dad did not care for homosexuals. 
<laughs> Obviously, little or, did he know, Freddie probably got more pussy than he ever. Right, did. or big black wrestlers, as it sounds like. Well, you know. he didn't mind them. Oh, all right, you never know. But yeah, I remember hearing um, a buddy of mine. His name was Bob Hansen, and he had uh, you, you know we always carried around that big forty-eight pound boombox. Oh yeah, playing kickball, boombox, uh, wiffle ball, boombox, and he played another one bites the dust. And it just was like, wow. And that's not even the peak of his vocal range. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I grew and I, my, I'd say around 13, 14, I really got hot into music. Like you said, about 10th grade. And you start diving into the back catalog. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody really didn't come onto my radar until Wayne's World. I was going to say, Wayne's didn't World know. made it really popular. And then everybody bought the Queen's Greatest Hits because yep. they came out with one and two. There was a blue one and there was the, the burgundy one. Mm-hmm. Now there's the silver three disc. There is a third one, but the third one isn't that well known. Right, and that's the green one. That was the green one because we got all freaking, we got all three of them at that fucking time. But then I realized how much they permeate society because I saw, um, you remember in this area, we record in Connecticut, guys, if you're out there in uh, Western, wherever you are. Uh, Flash Gordon was on Dialing for Dollars on Channel 6. Yeah. Remember that shit? Six from the top. We're going to call you up and you're going to win 106 bucks and all that bullshit. And I heard Queen. It said music by Queen. So you knew all the music was mm-hmm. by them. I heard that. And then there was, oh, cripes. What's the hell is the name of the song from Hot Space? Son of a bitch. Can't th- Oh, Radio Gaga. Oh, yeah. It was just, it permeates society. You see a movie, there's Queen in it. Um, oh, yeah. Highlander. They, they owned Highlander. Princess was, of the that, Universe. That was my point. They owned Highlander. Hi- Highlander I mean, solidified it for me. Absolutely. Well, Flash Gordon piqued my interest. <laughs> But Highlander. Well, come on! I mean, it. Flash is. Too, yeah, but they scored that whole movie. the whole. Oh no! Abso- film no, was absolutely, absolutely. But the song Flash Gordon is very gimmicky. <laughs> it it's is. A, it's a very gimmicky. But they song. don't pretend it's not. No, no. That's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. But then you go into then you go into uh, Highlander, and you have a very dark, sophisticated movie, and you see a very dark, sophisticated sign of freaking Queen from the mm-hmm. song. It's a kind of magic. To who wants to live forever? Princes of the listen, Universe. That listen first to Freddie actually sing. Who wants to sing? Who wants to live forever? That is him oh, telling yeah. you this, man. This isn't. This it's isn't the perfect some, song, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's it lays it out. The Princes of the Universe is always going to be a great freaking song. I am I immortal. Mean, I have inside me blood of kings. It's it's. I have no rival. No man can be my equal. He's telling you the movie exactly. What what song can do that? What song? What, I, I very few. Exactly. Very few. <laughs> I think those songs really solidified Freddie Mercury, and I think he did this on purpose because I think he was trying to go for something. Really solidified him as a rock star. Right. Like it's like he had all these songs that some of them are poppy, you know, but Highlander is just like, I am a rock star. I may go, I may go a different like angle said, with that. And, that. and that made it, he wrote that song and it was about that movie. You got songs like, uh, the, the guns and roses one for Terminator two. That had nothing to do with the movie. Zero to do with the movie. What, you if could you be li- mine. If yeah. you listen to my, you could be mine. The only reason why you think of that is because it was iconic with that movie. That's yeah. it. It was a hell of a riff, You can though. listen. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, hell, you even do, uh, what is it? Last Action Hero had the one from ACDC. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name. But of you know, I'm sorry. That, that, there was all these freaking, but none of them ever got ballsy enough to actually give you the plot line and sing about it. 
That's what well, Queen let, did, let man. Ask, let me put you this. When's the last time you really heard of a rock band scoring a movie like that? No, you haven't. That's, Unfortunately, that's why was, we're going to talk about a failed back, one when we talk about our next That's why I went back as version. far as I did. Lax um, Action Hero. Who's that, freaking, who's that composer? Uh, he, I think he passed away. Heck, even... Uh, how about, we can even go as far as yes, saying... Yes, Michael um, Kamen. Uh, Michael Armageddon. Kamen, Michael Kamen. Went, Armageddon had freaking Aerosmith in it. Yeah, but they had other uh, bands and... But I know, but it's very... Armageddon's the longest Aerosmith music video I've ever seen. But it's also associated with Armageddon, you right. know what I'm saying? But it's but there is no mention of a fucking meteor fucking coming to destroy the earth in that song. No. There's nothing no. in that song. I could lay awake and hear you breathe the and bullshit gimmicks about about that is because fucking homeboy is taking some fucking animal crackers across Liv Tyler's tummy up until the fucking mountain range. That's the only fucking thing you think about. Yay! <laughs> well, look at uh, who did... Uh, Prince, he did all the the Batman songs. That yeah, whole first Batman don't movie. Really, they don't well, it was really, him and uh, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman scored it. Prince yeah. did every song same that you heard in the not movie, really, like no. song they're song. Not, they're not really um, about the movie. They're not batty. Well, except for Bat Dance. If but, you wait a minute, well, uh, that was just Party the Man. Movie. The last one they tried to freaking that could be about Joker. Yeah, yeah you could pull that. Blue one. and black, red and green. Yeah, he, then then you're even talking eighties, dude. Yeah, but that's eighties. I mean, hell. You're, you're moving up to the 90s. He with may have still ice, been high on Oxy with back fucking then. Vanilla but... Ice pulling off the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Christ. See? Ninja. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> let's not bring that let's up. Let's go back to the great one known as Freddie Mercury. Partners in Crime did it better. Um, You and I uh, introduced my daughter this weekend to perhaps, in my opinion, the greatest Queen song ever written. The show must go on. Yes. Um, yes. I love that the, fucking the, song, man. If you watch the timeline, this is Freddie basically doing what david bowie did a few years ago i'm saying goodbye i know my time is short i'm gonna give you this song this is my goodbye letter to the fans and this was right after um this was right after the uh uh gotta break free gotta break free and i want it all yeah, yeah so it's like i mean he has this incredible and the funny thing album. about i gotta break i want to break free john deacon <coughs> wrote that song who's that john deacon wrote that song no. the bassist but I'm sure that there's a, a part of him because, you know, the band knew and I'm sure his family knew before the general public knew that Freddie, Freddie was sick. Freddie owned that. So I'm going to write this song and I'm going to write it from Freddie's perspective. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm right. going to try to get in John Deacon's head. I'm going to write this song from Freddie's point of view. I want to break. Go back. I'm not going to do it here. Go find the lyrics to that song. Read it. It, it reads like. Someone who is the first thing in the video when you see it is Freddie and Dragon. He opens yeah. up what the closet. Yeah, exactly. And he and it's like you're telling the world. And every band member was in drag. By the way, Roger Taylor is the cutest man chick ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I remember watching that video as a teenager, going, "That chick's pretty." Oh my god, it's Roger Taylor. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> that so is non, non, non. Non-heinous. I, there's definitely no uh, denying that you won't find a band that is more in sync than Queen was. No, they you know, they it, owned it, and 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 to have a frontman that that Freddie Mercury was, he w- he controlled the stage, he controlled the crowd. Then they when they made the songs like "We Will Rock You," it was made for Freddie Mercury. Even Brian May, and you know, in the movie, he said it. We need we need to. Make the audience the crowd a part of the show. more involved, and that's why they did a lot of these songs, and that's why, especially with Freddie. I mean, the guy, the guy lived off this crowd. Lived. I mean, it was when he came back. I mean, if you watch, I mean, obviously, just the movie, if, if you go on YouTube and you watch that when he's behind stage and getting pumped up, you can see it. You can. He's 
you feel gyrating. It. He just just absorbing all this energy. You can tell he's just feeling all this energy, and then he he doesn't keep an ounce to himself, man. Not an ounce. He never misses a he, and that's a fantastic though. point because uh, he doesn't he gives everything everything right back dude everything i was on the floor and that's that's what you i get would pay him. to see after hours footage of a queen concert and him going back to the dressing room just because he gave it just all done, to dude. the people <laughs> when they said well, you you were you're nowhere next to freddie mercury's worst dude that is like because <laughs> like, his worst was incredible oh without like, question <laughs> what, what's his name uh, uh john deacon's a drummer right he's, he's the bassist uh who's roger the taylor roger taylor, taylor. So just imagine being Roger Taylor and just like, I'm, I'm going to play these drums. I'm going to do all this percussion. And Freddie is not going to stop moving. No. It's like, if he drops dead, it's my fault. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, can you imagine just being a part of something that great, though? It's mm-hmm. just That's like, not only great, and you could tell, and this was the one thing, and, and, I, and I tell people all the time it's with this movie, I love the way that they kept the family aspect of it true. Yes, we know Freddie Mercury was a dark person. Yes, we know he doubt, and and they throw they throw a little bit in there, but they save a face for the same reason that they wanted to symbolize how much of a family that these guys were. Mm-hmm. That no matter what they went through, you know, even the heartaches and the heart, the the bullshit that they made him through. Mm-hmm. Even even Roger Taylor is like, just wait five more minutes. Yep, I just I just make him sweat. I just and in that in that sweat. documentary, Becoming Queen, they reference that Brian May and Roger yes. Taylor both. It's like, you know, we we knew going in, if Freddie said, I want in, he's in. Because without him, there's no there us. And no we us, say right. that a lot. You know, you can't have the jabroni show. There's a certain dynamic. I'm not saying we're queen. Please, don't get us wrong. Right. <laughs> but there's a certain dynamic that the four of them had. And if you listen to Mr. Bad Guy, that album, horrible, hot Burger King garbage. Yeah. But... He comes back. They get back together. They put out four incredible, incredible records after that. Records. The last one before he passed was Innuendo. Is in, I mean, I love that album. It's that's not, what I'm saying. Know, nobody it's talks snow. about it, but I thought I, it was that's great. what I was just about to say. It's one of I, I think one of their fucking oh, best, yeah. man. I'm I sorry. would have referenced the Miracle because that was the first Queen video, other than Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. which is bullshit that I ever saw. <laughs> that was that was a hokey video. Too. It was, but it's, <laughs> I want I want it all, and they're all in love shirts and ties, and I'm like. This is so not rock and roll. Now, you got to remember, that's 1987. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to two weeks ago when I saw the film. We watched the documentaries, and I've been binging on Queen videos like nobody's business. And I see the video now. I'm like, that's so rock and roll. You're going to go against. Don't get in the leather and the chaps and the studs and all this bullshit. Yeah. Shirts and ties all the way around. That's rock and roll. Well, forget the Beatles do pulled that shit, Do what nobody expects you to do. The Beatles were bullshit. Yeah, but the Beatles pulled Except that. for Lennon and McCartney. They, the rest of them can they kiss pulled, a dick. They pulled. Whoa, I love Harrison. I know, me Ringo. too. But together, I don't think they're that much. Separately, I love them all. But as the Beatles, fuck them. Fuck them. I hate to agree to disagree. That's fine. There it is. It's a good thing we're not talking about them today. (laughs) The the best thing, and they reference it in the film and in all the documentaries, is that he was born with the extra teeth. Yeah. And it gave the voice, that voice that we all love. Well, it's funny. Somebody actually posted. It was was Strikers. Is this the next Freddie Mercury? There's actually videos on YouTube. How to sing like Freddie Mercury. Motherfuckers, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Rule number all, one: try. Rule number can't. two: sit down. <laughs> you can't. There's, there's. First of all, if, you, if you're gonna try to be someone else, you already failed. 
Well, look, Let, let's put that right. aside. I, I'm, I'll agree with that because right now Queen tours with Adam Lambert of Which was was, it, uh, American uh, Idol. American Idol, and, and he does a what, fantastic job. He does a great job, but he's he not Freddie great, fucking but Mercury. He's not Freddie Mercury, no. And there are certain ways that he sang that you're never going to be able to replicate. No, how much and, you and try. They know that. That's why it's never built. There's as certain Queen. Bait, it's right. built as Queen with. Look, with, look, look at right. it like this. Well, they did that with Paul Rogers, too, but Paul Rogers couldn't even touch. And no. I love Paul Rogers. Bad Company is one of my favorite oh, classic God, yes. bands of all time. Yes. But Paul Rogers can't do what Adam Lambert can do. No. The problem no. with that is Adam Lambert can't do what Freddie Mercury could do. Just the, 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 the range. He could do the rock. He could do the operatic. He could do the, the ballad. He could do everything. And do you, you were never remember, bored with um, it. Do you remember? And the, you know, he could do the poppy stuff, too. Like, yeah. Do you remember the, you remember the tribute to... Um, to Freddie Mercury, yeah. God, and do you remember yeah. the Elton John, Elton John, and Rose? George Michael? Oh no! Oh, Axl Rose. I no, remember Axel that. Axl Rose eh. did Bohemian Can Rhapsody. Can we not talk about that? Oh my God! That's what's well, just my point of how people think that they can do something. When when he first, when Elton John first started doing the the whole Bohemian Rhapsody part of it, and that was and horrible. The, dude, the crowd was singing higher than he mm-hmm. was, and you could tell. Baba. Yeah, just killed a man. The only person that came yeah. close came close, and I'm I'm saying that's when I say close, you're like, this is close, and way up here yeah. is Freddie Mercury. George Michael was the only one no, that came did, anywhere close. He did a great job. He did a great job. They cut a CD with him, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But I Obviously. I didn't I actually didn't like George Michael with Queen, but I, was, eh. I, I know I was in the. It was minority. an attempt. It was an attempt. I, I liked Seal with Queen. Well, the idea is um, to obviously, you know, Queen is just pay tribute in that, and I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean, that con- I was glued to that concert, dude. You got you got to give the you got to give Queen fucking mad props. Oh yeah, they were out there for every fucking song for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like it was like open mic night. <laughs> it would be like somebody recording a Motorhead tribute. There is no Motorhead without Lemmy, and there, in my opinion, you can tour with Adam Lambert. And the band will oh, yeah. sound the same, but there is no Queen as a whole no. without Freddie Mercury. And, and and not to mention, it's Adam Lambert. He's no front man. You know, he's got a hell of a voice. He's got some style. He's got some grace. He's got some panache, but he's not. He's not look, jumping there, around. There's there, very like... few front men, and I'm glad you brought that up. There are very few front. I don't even as much as Paul Stanley is a hell of a showman. I don't consider him one of those dynamic frontmen. No, he's no uh, Axl Rose. Axl Rose. Axl Rose. Robert um, Plant. I would throw Brett Michaels only because I've seen Poison yeah, about I've seen fifteen him, times. I was going to say on a good crack night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's all over the fucking. Fair place. enough. Um, um, what's fucking uh, Rolling Stones? Mick Jagger. Mick all over the place. He's another mm-hmm. one of those guys. Say, it's got to be the whole package. But yeah, exactly. You know? That's a good. If, if you're going to say front a great man. front man, yeah, like. Here, like Steve Perry, I like him as a singer. Steve Perry, I wouldn't call. I would <laughs> exactly. call him. That's how he is. That's what I feel about Steve. Steve Perry, I would. He's I in wouldn't the house call tonight. him the greatest frontman though. No, because I totally. Vocalist. I yeah. Oh, you incredible. ever watch those old Journey videos? He's yeah. It's just him in a shirt and sneakers and yeah. jeans, and there he is. That's all. But when Freddie Mercury does that, because he's so flamboyant, every other time he shows up, Live Aid, wife beater, jeans, white sneakers. People are like, don't, don't that's fucking right. And the studded, the studded uh, arm, yeah, yeah that's armlets. rock and roll. Come on, man. That's that's how you rock that. Shit. Um, the, the talk is that the greatest performance Queen ever put on was Live Aid in 85. Yes. And I can't necessarily, because in preparing for this and knowing what this anniversary was, I binged watch Queen Wembley. Live. Uh, I watched Live Aid, I've probably watched 12 times in the last week and a half. But 
watching Queen live and you see the different costumes, it's a lot like Elton John. Oh, yeah. You can't be from England and be rock and roll without Elton Except John. Except Brian May. Brian May wore the same Brian white May, shirt. If Brian May dyed pants. his hair, if Brian May dyed his hair tomorrow, he'd look like Brian May 1981. Yes. Brian May is like all business, I noticed. He, yes. He's one of those, he's like, he plays the guitar, he's all business. He Occasionally is, he sings, but. Nope, he's, eh. I'm the guitarist. That, that's what I do. I jam out. Incredible songwriter, great they, guitarist. Yeah. Yep, they say it in the film, they say it in the documentary, and they say it in every book you'll ever read about Queen. They couldn't have done it without each other. No, exactly. It was just that was it was a chemistry, and they were one of the few bands. Even the Rolling Stones can't say this. Led Zeppelin can't say it. The Stones can't say it. Uh, Kiss can't say it. Poison can to an extent because there was a four year period. But now you got to disqualify them. It's one of the few <laughs> bands that were the same lineup from first album. Yes. To last album. And you guys have also got to understand, I mean, I understand there's probably, like, I don't think David Lee Roth would be one of these people that suffer from it. I'm going to throw out Brett Michaels is probably not one of these people that suffer from it. But I don't think people realize how much Freddie Mercury was insecure and how insecure he actually was. You can tell oh, yeah. by watching interviews. So, right. Mm-hmm. But, but when he got out there, when he was out on that stage, all his insecurities were gone. Everything was out the door, and the only thing that he gave a fuck about was putting on a show for you, for the for the people watching. That's all he cared about. That's that says something about a person like right. that. Well, when you there's, walk there's, through, there's I mean, even they the say per, there's Freddie the person that goes home watches sports, whatever. There's Freddie the performer. You yes, know, and you get into, you do become a different person. It's, yeah, it's the same. It used thing to happen with, when I was DJing. Same thing with freaking um with Robin Williams. You know, he's this incredible genius, but you don't know what the fuck he's feeling on the inside. You don't know what he's going through. And Freddie Mercury was a very dark person. He was a very dark soul. He hid a lot of things from a lot of people. He was used by a lot of people, a lot of people that he thought he could trust. You know what's what's heartbreaking? Like, if you go on YouTube after he died, you watch some of the interviews that Brian May and um, Taylor and them did, and they're like, they're like defending him because there were a lot of people said horrible oh, things. Oh fuck yeah! Him. Yes, yes. And, you know, and Freddie's not. And pl- perfect. Well, don't forget about it. Perfect, and back then, it was that. That's fucking. That's yeah. major. It was shocking. Back then. Yes, it was shocking, and uh, it was like one of those things. Like we all knew. Yeah, yeah we all well, the, knew, but it, and then, it, but like one, there were some people who were in denial. Yes, so that's what I noticed. People got most angry about it. The people in denial like, that we were used like, to say no, all the time. no, he's not like that. He's not like that at all. You would. You could tell that, you know, like there they, they got to a time when all their interviews started off with the same question, and it was about Freddie's sexuality. And he was getting sick of it, which is why nine times out of ten, he'd go to those interviews fucked up. And then people were like, oh, this is just his life. He's and what was the question the he asked back? Don't you want to talk about the new music? Right, exactly. Yeah. He always talked to me. He always wanted to talk about music when he went to these things. Whenever it came around, it always went back to his sexuality. And he... He didn't want to talk about his sexuality. He wasn't like an activist right. or anything like. No, no. exactly. No, he, he wanted to keep he, it quiet. Right, he just exactly. wanted to give the fans exactly what they paid for, which he was hid his behind best. closed doors. He gave you hints. He changed his hair. Mm-hmm. He looked just like the guys that he would fuck for crying out loud. He was very. That's what I'm saying. It's like we all kind of knew. Right. Exactly. Well, wait. Now, now, I, I, I want to reference that for a minute because being you know rock and roll and heavy metal, I should have looked at 15, 16 years old when you look at the village people. And said, 
okay, there's something wrong with Rob Halford. Not something wrong, <laughs> but in the 80s, that's what you would say. There's something yes. wrong with Rob Halford. Rob Halford was giving you every hint in the world, as was Freddie Mercury. Yes. From the stage outfits to the videos. Right. To some. Now when you look back, here we are. Um, he died 27 years ago. Go back 30 years ago to the lyrics. He's giving you every hint in the world. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we didn't see it. Absolutely. And if we did I mean, see it, we thought, but we weren't sure. Between little little things he would say in interviews and mm-hmm. you know, just like I knew it's like, oh, this guy's this guy's at least like because David Bowie never hit anything. Mm-mm. I was like, this guy's at least on the same level as David Bowie, so he's at least bisexual. Which well, I guess, I guess only, he was. well, the rumor about Bowie the was only Jagger. Thing is, and you, and you got to yeah. also remember, unconfirmed. Though, he right. he goes out and makes. Freddie Mercury makes two single albums by himself. Both mm. trash. He only has that one good song. No, they were both <laughs> the trash. The Great so Pretender right. was the only good. And that's a remake. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, that dynamic's not there. No, exactly. And 1, he realized percent. it. He went for the one thing. He went for money. He went for the ultimate payoff. And he in, the to- in that time, he lost heart and he lost family. And he learned his lesson. A lot of people never get to learn that lesson. Look at Axl Rose. Axl Rose had the world. No, he, you, you, all you want. I'm with no, him. No, I'm laughing because I owned, agree with you. <laughs> he owned the fucking 90s. He could have owned the 2000s. Late 80s, early if, to mid 90s. he fucking would have been fucking smart about what the fuck. He was going to be the next fucking. You no, know what's bad? No, not the next. What, you know what? Mercury, he, 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 no, he could have been the next man. big yes. vocalist. The be- when exactly. you, when you look at a band full of drug addicts, and no offense, look, we've all had our problems, and if you've never had problems, you're a lucky person. When you look at a band that had so many drug problems that the one that took the least drugs was the most egotistical and ruined it for everybody else. Whereas the smart ones like Duff McKagan and Slash, who were higher and shit all the time, figured it out. They figured it out. Was. That's what helped them. They were like, Duff, Duff, what do you think about it? Cleveland. Cleveland. What day is it? Tomorrow. Fuck it. Taco! I, I, in being a Queen fan as long as I have been, loving the music and seeing the film recently, which kind of brought it all home, I was able to share my love for this rock and roll. I'm a rock guy, whether it's metal, pop rock, glam metal, whatever. Love me some rock and roll. I was able to share it with the Eternal Flame and the Goddess of Love, who has now, like anything... Freddie Mercury, she's all about. She'll read an article. We watched documentaries together. Right. Two hours. We left the theater, came home, had something to eat. We looked up. I said, hey, I found a Freddie Mercury documentary. She goes, great. I found one, too. And we watched two documentaries three hours after we left the film. Three hours of documentaries after we just spent two and a half hours watching a movie about well, Freddie Mercury. That's the best way to do it because then you get the realism that it was. I, I People got to understand when you go to see it, when you watch a documentary, you are getting the real truth. They actually did yep. their homework. They had uh, Jim Hutton. They had uh, Roger Taylor, Brian May. Yes. Uh, my favorite one in the uh, Becoming Queen documentary, he was the first one to speak, was Miami Beach. Jim yes. Beach. And it said, Jim, Miami, Miami Beach. Beach. And yeah. I was like, yes, yeah. thank you. He no. still embraces that nickname, much like we embrace our nicknames. Well, it's just, you know, it's, it was given to him from, from a real person. Mm-hmm. Real knows real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real begets real. And that's exactly what Freddie Mercury was. And that's mm-hmm. what he brought to his fans. And that's what he brought but to the table. When I, when I left the room, and I kind of wanted to break this out, is uh, you guys were talking about how the, the stage Freddie and the life Freddie 
were different. They kind of blended for a while because he was trying to be Freddy all the time instead of just being mm-hmm. Freddy. Um, in the documentary, uh, Jim Hutton, his longtime love until his death, and Mary Adams was in the documentary, and she aged well. Mm-hmm. She doesn't oh, yeah. look like a haggard old lady. She looks pretty good for 60, almost 70 years old. Said um, as much as people loved him, as much as there are people around him, Freddie Mercury was the loneliest human being on the planet yeah. for a good span of about four years. You could have. I, I give more than that, man. I think. Well, I think the, the time from the with... ego, the two albums, and then you know, once he found out about his you know disease, which you got. Well, you got to also remember. Think about it this way, okay? Now you he was he was solo for four years. Three by my count, if I'm doing my math right. About, yeah. about well, they they going on tried there. their solo projects right, right. At one yeah, time. it was it was yeah, it was all when he decided to the go only do successful it, you know was Brian May because because right. he's Brian he's fucking, fucking May. exactly. exactly. Well, Brian was like producing too, wasn't yeah, he? yes, like producing other people's yes. stuff. Brian fucking Brian May. Fucking May. But that's your name from now on, Brian. Brian if you're fucking May, and that's a good Brian. It's going to take him about three years to get to that point. So he's already so you're doing good with your people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you have these other people that are introducing into their life, into your life, and then you start second guessing yourself. You start second guessing your family. That doesn't happen overnight, man. No, that takes time. You know what I'm saying? So he is mentally breaking himself down over the years Mm -hmm. until he gets to that point where he's like, I can't do this anymore. Same as the documentary said, and I'm not sure how the movie, I remember the movie. We just watched it again the other night. Um, He says, you know, I need you when he had the meeting with the band. Mm -hmm. But he says, but you also need me. But it takes him to say that first line. I need you. Right. But you need me. And he admits we are a family. We're the misfits that shouldn't go together, giving the misfits out there what they need and what they want. Yeah, they're giving them they're giving them their freaking. Just a correct uh, correction. uh, Freddie's only got two. So, um, yes, uh, Mr. No, Bad Guy and... Yeah, that's what we said. I said no, I thought was, you said four. No, I no, said he was four years for between. four years. Oh, gotcha, for gotcha. four years. I think it was three, but I, he might be right. He's probably well, correct. One was released in 85 and 88, but he might have toured for Barcelona. Well, Barcelona is the opera one. Yeah, yes, I, I'm which, not sure I count that one. It actually went platinum, so I'm not going to say that one. After his death. Um, yeah, probably. It's it's mentioned in Becoming no, it, Queen, yeah. the documentary, yeah, because no. um, the, the opera singer Nobody. has a huge part in that documentary. Please watch the documentary, yeah. Becoming Queen. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic... I, I don't know why oh. I love this cover. Like uh, You folks can't see it, but he's he's got the tuxedo suit and oh, vest yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't know, I like that Freddy, the whole... The, the smooth criminal Freddy, I like To that. listen to some of that Barcelona stuff on that documentary was the thing just is, you can hear floored. How... Hurt he was in that True, music, but you at the same time, how, how much he loved he loved that music. Oh, he loved oh. opera, absolutely. That's why it was so much involved in Queen. Hello, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Uh, previously mentioned, Marcus Arjus here. Max, I'm a little disappointed because they re-released Barcelona in tw- 2012 and they completely changed the cover. I, no, I well, they yeah. probably it just says Barcelona and it's got like this weird stitchy pattern. Yeah, the, well, re- the reason year... why is because you can't throw his face on there now because people are going to be freaked out. I mean, heck, yeah. Uh, they didn't even know who the fuck Paul McCartney was when he came out. What was that like? Kanye five West years and ago? <laughs> oh, the new artist Come Kanye, on, bro. dude. They do the same thing. They'd be like, "Who the hell is this old guy, man?" No, no. What they oh. said is, "I love it when Kanye, Kanye breaks, breaks yeah. a new artist." Right. It's like, bitch, please 
Paul McCartney was making platinum albums before you were tickling your daddy's nuts. They, they did. He brought Paul McCartney back. Paul Thank McCartney you. is probably the reason I you wish were I, conceived. Can you can you give us her name? I know you just oh, looked that, up oh, Barcelona, yeah, but what watch the interview with her is so heartfelt. She's like, I connected with him. We became oh. great friends until the day he died. He called me weekly, and she was just amazed at I'm, how awesome he was. I'm going to say this wrong because uh, my Italian isn't that great, but Monserrat. Monserrat is correct. Cabelle, C-A-B-A-L-L-E. Caballé. Yeah. Monserrat Caballé. Thank you. I remember it now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Italian, but I'm really bad at like pronouncing I'm Italian, and all I can pronounce is the shit at fucking Olive Garden. I just recently discovered spaghetti and meatballs isn't really Italian. Yep, that's true. It's an American thing. Yep. Totally true. Doesn't matter the sauce. Look up. Look up Italian grandmothers try Olive Garden. No, it's, it's hysterical. <laughs> How long do we got on Fred? It's hysterical. You got a minute and 40. Give us five more minutes because I have, I have a question I want to ask the panel, and I know Ed's going to take it. We'll four do final minutes. thoughts. You can't, you right, can't, we'll do final you can't thoughts. take away from Carr. I don't want to take on, away. Man. I don't want to take away from Eric Carr, but at the same time. It's only 8 o'clock, so you'll be, um, be surprised. Close it out. He's your favorite singer. He's the guy. He's one of the things we learned about each other as we've done this whole fucking gimmick. I think I think Freddie symbolizes a lot about everybody there's you you have vulnerable spots you have weaknesses you have to learn to accept both these things to become something more um if you take in as much as he took in you can expect to have the same things happen i mean yes success brings you down a whole other path sort of say but at the end of the day we're all human we all feel the same feelings and I think Freddie said it best. And, you know, whether whether they embellished it for the movie or not, but when he said family isn't just about blood, it's about who makes you feel at home Amen. when you're there. And I think that's what I think that's what he symbolizes the most is, is he shows you what family truly means. Absolutely. That, well said. Uh, around the table, I already know our answers, but we'll start with that. Uh, favorite Queen song, just to close it out. My favorite Queen song? Yeah. It's funny because I got different Queen songs for different situations. <laughs> you can pick. Uh, you can have. You know what? But that, that's, very that's true. A, that's very just true. an example of a great artist. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Like, yes. You can have but, only two. I might. You know what? For you, I'll extend it to three. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll summarize this perfectly, and this is what Freddie Mercury and Queen in general meant to me. So if you were a loser. They made you feel good about yourself. Revenge mm-hmm. of the Nerds. We are the champions. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were, um, if, you know, you lived in this fantastic life, you had Highlander and, and, you know, if I had to take two songs though, I would say the best ones is going to be Who Wants to Live Forever. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, Days of Our Lives is Ooh, oh, a good one. Fantastic. Good one. I, you know what? Watching that video, you can't watch it without getting choked up, especially yeah. Like when you first saw it, we still didn't really know. And then when you when you saw that would happen, then you're just like, oh, we had to film it from the head up and everything, and 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 it was just like, okay, he knew he knew he was dying, and he still got up and he did this music video, and then you're like, wow, he did that for me. Oh yeah, you know yeah. he didn't have to he, do the music. Video. He sure the fuck didn't do it for himself. <laughs> no, like. The pain that that guy was going through at that point, man. I, I can't imagine I, a single record executive was like, Freddie, you know, you need to sell this yeah. album. 
they were probably just like, thank this you is for the, this, this album. This is the last album. This could be, you know, or yeah. it will be, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Brian May and crew went on to do more together, but right. you know, this is this is Freddie's last thing. So it's like, I think those songs, you know, it's like Who Wants to Live Forever, and then that last song, uh, Days of Our Lives, we're not going to live forever. Yeah. And you know your memories are all you have, mm-hmm. right? I'm right. getting choked up. We're, <laughs> nor should you. Um, I'll uh, let you close because this is your guy. Um, I'm gonna start, and I I already know we're gonna repeat, but um, the show must go on. Easily my number one. It just encapsulates everything about life, and nobody knew the, the general public didn't know that he was on his way out. But when you hear that song, you're like, yeah, you're right. doesn't matter what happens to me. Everything goes on. I can be who I want to be when it's all over. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. And it's stuck with me for all these years. It just sucks that that was his last recorded. Well, that was the last album he made with the intention of putting it out. And then they right. brought out the Made in Heaven album, which was outtakes and old stuff. Man, if I had to pick a second... I have to go with Princess of the Universe. It just it drives you. It's 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 one Great of those song. songs you can work out to. It's a song that if you're angry and you listen to it, you turn it up real loud, it cleanses your soul. So those would be my two choices would be uh the show must go on in Princess of the Universe. That's a great song if you play Dungeons and Dragons too. I yep. can imagine. He'd probably make he a did soundtrack. It. Oh <laughs> he done totally it. Totally did. Nice. Um, gotta go, show must go on. The the freaking I love that song. It is a great song. I always song. love that song. I'm man. sorry I butchered that song two years ago on your birthday. Shh, don't, it's still one of my favorites. I don't care. You, hey, you, you sang it. Show must yeah, go on. Exactly. The show exactly. must go on. <laughs> you sang it. Who else could say that, buddy? <laughs> you know what, I, You know what though? I'm no Freddie Mercury. Hey, I'll never, just real quick off the side, I'll never forget the time, Rob. All right, we, know, we all know Rob. Rob was telling me one day he was going to practice, and this has nothing to do with Freddie, but it has to do with uh, uh, the, the freaking, not Goo Goo Dolls, but... Uh, the dude from The Voice there. Adam Lant, uh, Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. Adam Levine. His, his group there. Oh. Maroon 5. Maroon 5 is um, that slow Harder song. Harder to breathe. Oh. Nope, nope. This Love? No, the really slow one. Do, 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 do. That's do, the only two do, I know. Do. Judy Queen of only 18. Nope. I um, only know two. So anyways, it's a really, really slow song. So he's got these high points. And it's got these low points where I was like, I got this, dude. I got this. And I'm like. You ain't got shit. I was like, you sure, dude? That, that, that's. It's a high song, man. And I'll never forget, he's he's getting to the point, because he, he gets to the point where he goes, and she will be loved. Yeah. Okay, now I know <laughs> but it. it's nowhere next to what I just did. I mean, it is. <laughs> and he goes, and they went, and dude, <laughs> he just handed me the microphone. He went Lemmy. <laughs> you know what At least you went through with it. Right? He went Lemmy. If you like to gamble. <laughs> and I, I got to go real quick, though, before you go. My last song is Killer Queen. Hey, yeah. man. Great song. <laughs> Just because that line, laser beam. It is. Yes, mm-hmm. I told you that, man. I fucking, it, That drove Brandon crazy, too. All right. <laughs> I, um, I got to say, like, it, and it's sad that he's gone, especially because back then, if you when you think about it, music was so segregated. Mm-hmm. It's like this, there was rock and roll. Yes. There was rap. Yes. You know, there was pop, and you stayed in your lane. Yes. What Freddie could have done today? Oh, without could, question. Could you Great point. Freddie coming out with Good Rihanna. Point, man. Freddie coming out with all these. Oh, they, or even Adam Levine. Uh, you I'll, know, I'll put trust, him the top trust me, there would have been no He's Paul. Not Freddie, but there would have been no Paul ten. McCartney with fucking could you, Kanye. Could you have imagined? And I'm only saying this because of the octave range. Freddie Mercury, Mariah Carey. Absolutely. Oh my God. I, Freddie you, Mercury, I think Jeff he would Tate. demand it. I think Both Freddie would have demanded it. 
stand t- of I'll, Freddie Mercury and Mara, Freddie Mercury and Jeff Tate. Oh my God! I'll yeah. even I'll even say Freddie probably. And the funny Freddie thing is, probably would have called Kanye West and say, "Let's do something." Right? The, I could see Freddie you know, Mercury instead of Ronnie James is, Dio being on Mind Crime Two. I could see him walking in with Jeff Tate and being like, "There's only one drama queen here, bitch." Could you have seen? <laughs> okay, and, and Jeff Tate be like, "Okay, I'm sorry." Special one time <laughs> concert. Imagine in your head before your head explodes. Freddie Mercury doing silent lucidity. Oh, he'd blow it out the oh door. Oh, my God. He'd blow it out the door. Fucking amazing. Fucking... All right. So let's you introduce your man. All right. Uh, he was born July 12th, 1951 in Brooklyn, New York. Born Paul Charles Caravello. Better known by his stage name, Eric Carr. Played in many Brooklyn, New York bands. Uh, some disco, some rock. Not the football player, Some pop. Apparently. No. But in sometime in... L- Mid-1980, he auditioned for a particular band called Kiss. And out of them, you may have. I hear they're retiring. I'm not quite sure. Again? Again, yes. That trick never works. But I got to have the distinct feeling, we'll talk about this later on, that this is going to be it. Age. Yeah. (laughs) 18 years ago, they weren't ready to retire. Uh, Assume the nickname Eric, or the stage name Eric Carr, and pretty much gave a kick in the ass to that band. And I'm a huge Kiss fan from the first time I heard them in 1977 to this day. And he really did. He brought a power and a thunder that as much as I dig Peter Chris, Peter Chris just did not deliver on the drums like Eric Carr did. And I play the drums. I appreciate Peter Chris. I appreciate guys, you know, the, if there's a top three in drums in no particular order, there's Vinnie Paul, there's Neil Peart, and there's Eric Carr. And you can interchange them one to three. The, the three best of all time. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm looking at the, the discography now and uh, uh, co-wrote songs with Brian Adams. Absolutely, I'll yeah. talk about um, that. Fraley's Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy O. Williams. Yep. Um, Don't Leave Me Lonely by Brian Adams. He wrote that. Fantastic song. If you've never heard it, please go out and And find it. And the crazy thing is, if you ever... And I... I I was one of those guys that really did like Brian Adams. I'm not going to joke. Like, I he did. did. So I, did I, I until... I've uh, seen him. <laughs> until, uh, what was it? Uh, Everything I Do, I Do For You, I was it out. Was. Oh, no. He played the fuck out of I'm that. sure he did, but I thought There's, I thought his career ended with I Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven. That was the ultimate Brian Adams. No, thing. no. That no, song no, that the movie one, got overplayed, but the album that came with it was pretty good. No, it was. Yeah, because uh, the, you know what was on it? Thought I Died and Gone to Heaven. The yeah. thing that killed it for me, for him, was that uh, we ever really love a woman. Like oh, oh the Robin Hood oh. Don Juan DeMarco oh god no it was Don Juan DeMarco yeah. was it yes. Don, that's yes, why yes yes you're right yes. that was ninety four oh, that, that Rod Stewart Sting Brian oh, Adams Smokers god. Hack song that was horrible dude check it out I think that's uh have you really loved a woman no it's not yeah have you no really, no Brian really... Adams did that by himself you're thinking of all for one one for all you're right we, oh. we, we've talked thank about you this thank you we did yes 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 but my point being is. The cool thing about the CDs, now hold on to your breath, kids. You'd open up this CD and it'd have this little pamphlet and this booklet. And you could literally look at pictures of the artist and of the band. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have the songs and they had who wrote it. Mm-hmm. And he would even give props to a lot of these people. And that's oh, how you learned. Eric Carr probably got paid a shit. Oh, ton that's of money that's how you learned about mm-hmm. some of these guys. Yeah. And then you turn around and you're like, well, who is this guy? And then you're like, 
Oh my God, that's the drummer from Kiss? Yup. What? And then you look him up and then you start listening to their stuff. So back in the day, we didn't have the internet, but we had this great thing and it was called you got Word mouth. of Mouth. <laughs> no, Word of Mouth, man. These guys would tell you who to listen to. I mm-hmm. mean, we had obviously, you know, Ricky Rackman. He was. It was the <laughs> was a voice of rock. Hey, so, look, I take him over Adam at, Curry any day. At, no, you're you're right. You're right about that. But Adam Curry invented podcasts, so we'll leave him alone. Yeah, All right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still actually. It's Curry. funny around that around that age when when uh, we really when you really start going past the the singer and you actually when you learn that Elvis never wrote his songs and stuff like that. Yes. We we settled that he, he wrote about four percent of his songs. Anyway, so he never wrote his songs. <laughs> we settled that he wrote four percent of his songs. But then you started following producers and, and writers and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like I wonder what they're gonna work on next. And and I actually start looking for that now. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, you know Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Well, she had Kids some, Incorporated before she was in in Black Eyed Peas. She yes, was in a group was. called um, Kids Incorporated. Wild Orchid. No, no, Wild Orchid. Yes. And the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll lives on. Exactly. And which. First album, great. Second one, yes, shit. it was. I, I can listen to that whole album. Um, I'm but, sorry you heard that. But uh, I, I look and I sure enough, it's a lot like like the Samantha only Fox. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The only ballad on that album is written by one of the members of Wild Orchid, who ironically was also a member of Kids Incorporated. Mm-hmm. So, Fergie, surprise, surprise. So, so she writes. So still is Martika killing me right now? So is Martika right? But yeah, like <laughs> so. Some like with Eric Carr, like yeah, it looks like he's got a big catalog. Of he certainly he does. Oh, his dude. only his only recorded lead vocal with Kiss is Little Caesar on uh, 1989's Hot in the Shade. But later on, all of his pre-recorded stuff that he had that he would give to the band came out as an album called Rockology, which is weird because yeah, two, two solo they albums. actually require they had a little bit more singing from their drummers. Later on, didn't they? Uh, not really. Um, the the two albums they've put out with Eric Singer, he's had one song on each, and wow. it took eighteen years to get there. Okay. So uh, it's about the same. About, but this is he would sing live every single <laughs> concert. Right. Rock, rockology, drums, lead and backing vocals, mm-hmm. keyboards, bass, acoustic guitar. Yeah, fantastic. Um, the album that I have here that I'm going to raise up in just a minute when I describe how his Tenure and Kiss started out poorly. We'll get to that. But um, he was dicking around on a guitar in the studio. And Gene Simmons actually says to him, it's in the book uh, Kistory. Now, what are you playing? Oh, just something I'm noodling around with. You play guitar? Yeah, I kind of do play guitar. Record that riff. I'm going to use that riff. He's known as a drummer, but like you said, there's so many facets to him. Creatures of the Night, 1982, one of the best Eric Carr Kiss albums. He plays the bass on one of their more famous songs, I Still Love You. Fantastic bass line. That's Eric Carr. It's not Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. When you see them live, it's Gene Simmons. When you hear the record, that's Eric Carr. Multifaceted. He played in disco bands. He played in punk bands, rock bands, what have you. I think a lot of drummers really... I mean, I know Phil Collins is one of those. Um, I know, obviously, freaking Prince... One of them, David Grohl is one of them. Oh, Dave Grohl, yeah. You you want to know how the other instruments at least work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially being a drummer, that's so important. You're the rhythm of the band. You're what's keeping this band right down the line, man. So it, don't fucking let's keep it real. You got to be able to communicate with the lead guitarist. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're the keyboardist, 
You know, like Jonathan, Jonathan Kane from Journey also plays guitar. Yep. Right. So you got to be able to communicate with the lead guitarist. And gonna Which is why, I, and, and if you guys know the same thing, uh, Axl Rose, before he even came on, he didn't do anything with guitar. And they they right. got him playing guitar pretty fucking quick. You know well, what I'm saying? If you're going to write lyrics, you should at least you know how to exactly. play bass. Exactly. Vince play Neil bass. didn't know shit about no. instruments <laughs> no. until probably four albums into Motley Crue. And he took those four albums, was it eight years? to learn about playing the guitar and then he would play more and more and more. So I, I get that. Right. But, I think it was even, wasn't it the, the lead singer fucking uh, damn Yankees, the same thing. He couldn't do a fucking damn thing. No, 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 no. That was Tommy Shaw. He was an amazing guitarist oh, that's right. for no. sticks. Oh, there was only three in that. That's right. There Four. Was... Uh, Tommy Shaw, Jack Blades, Ted Nugent, and I can't, it's Michael something or other Castro Italian name. Jones. Oh, you're, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, yep. yep. Sorry, Ayatollah Rock and Roll has to rear his yep. ugly head again. Um, look, he comes in. Eric Carr comes into this band from obscurity. Nobody knows him. He's repairing stoves for a living, getting cockroaches in his hair, playing in top 40 bullshit bands. I think the last one was called Flasher. And so what, may, what makes him, I mean, was always a drummer? Yes. From the time he was about seven years old. If uh, I have a book upstairs about Eric Carr and uh, – Saw a drum set in the window, and, and his his parents weren't well off. Right. I'd love that drum set. So the father says, okay. His father delivered furniture for a living and, and stoves and whatnot. Worked for, like, a furniture appliance store. Okay, you come with me. You help me deliver the stuff. You keep the tips. And when you make enough, you can buy that drum set. Little three-piece bullshit, whatever. He did it. He wanted it. He oh, got he it. Wanted it. Exactly. Oh, it was just... And uh, somewhere out there on a record called Unfinished Business, I'm sure Eddie can find it. Go to Amazon.com through LokiJabroni.com. Find Unfinished Business and just listen. There's two songs from a band he had in the early 60s with his friends. They were about 12, 13 years old. And they sound very Beatlesque because, Christ, every kid in the 60s was oh, the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. And he's singing. And he monkeys. sounds very John Lennon-esque. He really does. But he likes he, the monkeys more than he likes the Beatles. Who, me? Yeah, just throwing it out there. Not really. Other than the later stuff. You're always talking about your face. <laughs> now I'm a believer. Fuck them. <laughs> I told that joke a few weeks ago. Exactly. It's been one week since I told that joke. Had so to give Eddie a little C&J. So it's good. It going. <laughs> as long as it's a week, you're fine. But the problem I had with Eric Carr joining Kiss, he, he, he joins after the Unmasked album, which is uh, what I would call Kiss Power Pop. Mm-hmm. Very cheesy. Everybody 19, was, I know, but it hurt my what, feelings. What eighties? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Eighties power pop. You they didn't just, know. They, they came didn't know off. What the I was they made were for doing, love. Exactly. They didn't know any. I don't think anybody knew what the fuck they were doing. Kiss goes in there and they're taking off their fucking makeup. Well, they still had we, it on at the time. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, but heading into like the later eighties shit, you know, they, they're taking off their makeup and everybody else is throwing on pounds of fucking That's what makeup. I'm, exactly. I was going to say, I don't fault kiss for doing that no. because th- th- people are going to tell of a marketing start, ploy. They're looking at them like, Oh, it's those old guys are still wearing makeup. Right. You know, when everyone else is like, like Motley Crue and them or Dude, doing whatever. I, I will say this. That was the most watched event besides fucking, uh, O.J. Simpson rolling away with that fucking white Bronco. When, they, uh, uh, when, uh, when September eighteenth, nineteen eighty-three. When they go to, I dude, I, Brandon's mom. We were sitting there watching it. Never All forget of it, us, man. Never All forget of it. Us. I didn't have MTV at the time. 
but a friend of mine I did. I was going to say, but you found somebody who did, didn't you? Yep. And it was a Friday <laughs> night. And then by Sunday, he's at my house with a VHS tape. Those of you too young to remember, go look up what a VHS tape is. Comes to my house, goes, he just ran right through the door. My mom's like, hey, Shane. Didn't even say hello. Walks over to the VCR. I think I was watching wrestling, all American wrestling, Sunday morning. Yep. He just he flips the TV, flips the switch in the back, puts the VHS tape in, and goes, watch this. Because nobody knew. Nobody knew. And there they were, Kiss without makeup. Oh, yeah. And there was Eric Carr. I got to throw it out there, though. Part of me can't help but think a little bit was because Gene was trying to push a movie career. No, just actually, Gene wanted to keep the makeup. Paul wanted to be a real, real. band. A real band. Well, Not that they weren't band. before. You are a real band. Exactly. Man. But well, a lot of people. Can were, we do it without the gimmick? Can we do it? Yeah, Alice Cooper a lot, do it without the stage? A show? lot, right? Oh God, no. Uh, I think I, I like no. listening to his music. God, no. But this, yeah, the stage the show. The stage would, show is what really sells. No, exactly. No, and I he say knows no. That. I say he knows no. that. He's he not. Could, he could not come rolling out like fucking extreme and or Oasis. No, because wow, because he, he kind of did that with it would destroy uh, him. what was that album that had. Uh, Oh, what the hell is that? Poison. The, album, the song. Uh, oh, that's what album a stretch. was that? What song are you talking? We're getting off Eric Carr. She's poison running he, through trash. my veins. Great fucking record. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm I, trying, I don't buy it. But he d- kind of dropped the stage stuff. Yeah, on, he's right. Because I, I no wait, wait. It was kind of. It was trash. You, 1988. I'm, I'm giving you pause on Eric Carr. Okay, okay that's what. Trash. 1988. I went to that show. Coincidentally, since we're talking about Eric Carr of Kiss, Ace Frehley opened on that tour. And it was uh, December 88. I went and saw that show. I was in high school, Ledgered High. Props to Mr. D. God rest your soul. And Go you're right. It was very stripped down. I, and a lot of people around me, first time I'm ever seeing Alice Cooper. Yeah. And I'm like, that was fucking phenomenal. People are like, you obviously never saw Alice Cooper before. And I'm not saying the music was bad. I'm just saying I think he kind of jumped on the, the the 90s MTV. The non-shock because people yeah. were looking down on it. Because you didn't think – you thought well, of Alice not, Cooper as theater. Well, we you go really back – it as, as like concert. With Cooper, you Little go back – Little did he know 10 years later, goth rock would be knocking right? down fucking people's door. Go back two years with Alice Cooper. You have Constrictor. You and I have talked about that record. I love that fucking record. Right. And that's a music MTV concert. It's yeah. um, Teenage Frankenstein. It's uh, the man behind the mask. And it's the whole theatrical bullshit. A year later, raise your fist and yell. Same thing. Now trash comes out. Fan- musically fantastic. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. the music. I love Alice. Visually, when you go see the show, and again, me being an Alice Cooper virgin at the time, I go see the show. I'm just. I'd like to see if he changed music. record labels. Did he stay record labels the we'd entire time? Find, we'd have to find that oh, out. I can look it up. I would love to see I, if he changed record labels, Coop, and that's what would. Alice Cooper, though, is he's at that level kind of like with Kiss and like Queen was for most of their career where – You got to understand the record he's labels facing were dying. at this time. That's what I'm saying. You got to think who he's facing Labels were merging. In the 80s, you got – I think he was facing his mortgage is what he was doing. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like I guarantee you somebody came to him and was like, dude, we got to tone you down. People aren't buying your tickets. They're they're this, that, and the other thing. You know what I'm saying? Which is it's funny not... because when I when I saw the show, full house, right? But back. I talked to people who went to the show two, three years earlier for the Constrictor record, full house. So it's not it's not so much the music that draws an Alice Cooper fan. Right, it's the show. It's and him. I'll say that about Kiss now. Eric Carr's been dead twenty seven years. We'll talk about that in just a moment. 
Kiss now draws because they are Kiss. Right. It's the makeup. It's the outfits. It's the spectacle. It's the bombs. It's rock and roll all night with the confetti. It's every and look. I'm a huge Kiss freak. I'd love to hear them play the deep cuts, but you're never going to hear, you know, some of these deeper cuts. You're going to hear rock and roll all night. Shout out loud. Detroit Rock City. Modern Day Delilah. Psycho Circus. On down the line. Even lick it up, You'll which hear, I think is look, bullshit. They'll throw, they'll throw in a couple. For the fans. Once what I like to call moon. a couple for the fans. If you have an 18-song set, two are for the fans. The other 16 are for, if this is your first time seeing Kiss, here's all the shit you know. Well, I... But Poison does the same thing. Uh, Garth Brooks Garth does Brooks the same, does the not, same not thing. Not that he has anything. Well, he does. Not he that Chris ever saw Standing Outside the Fire two years ago. <laughs> bunch of motherfuckers. Anyway, start the timer. I want to talk about Kiss. Well, real quick. Uh, okay, go. Alice Cooper was on Warner Brothers for most of his career. Um, but uh, with the epic, tra- didn't he? Trash was epic. Yeah, I, I win I the it. day again. I knew it. His only album for epic, which kind of makes sense to me, because uh, look at the other artists Epic had at the time, including Europe. Europe yes, and, fuck Europe. Yes, and a certain pop star that we know as the King was also on Epic. Yes, so th- yeah, that makes it. sense because they were selling a certain brand. At yeah, the exactly. Exactly. But he was exactly. on for Constrictor. He was on MCA. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, but I don't think that was a, uh, you know. Constrictor it, it and Raise Your Fist. It wasn't a yell. big time at that. I think, like I said, when you go into the oh, 80s sorry, and people not, He was really coming like, down. Yeah, two hours exactly. for Epic. Raise Your oh, Fist. Three. What was the third? Uh, Last Temptation of Alice. Uh, yeah, Last Temptation. And, God, I'm so good at this. Yeah, and Hey Stupid. Hey Stupid was hey, an stupid. amazing fucking record. We'll do an Alice Cooper episode yeah, somewhere down the line. All right, go ahead. So Eric joins the band. They do this huge tour. They don't tour the States except for one show to introduce Eric Carr to the people. So they do the show. Ah. They go off to Europe. They do a massive European tour. They do an Australian tour. Millions and millions of dollars and, and thousands of thousands of fans. And now it's time for Eric Carr to make his fucking footprint into Kiss. We're going to make a record. And what do we get? This, motherfuckers, we get music from the Elder. I brought this downstairs because this is the epitome of the shit that can happen when ego gets in the way of rock and roll. Um, this is uh, Here in the Now Frontier, if you're a Queensryche fan. This <laughs> is um, Native Tongue, if you're a Poison fan. Uh, this is, I'm trying to think of another the band. Spaghetti that had Incident. Just a, a spaghetti you- <laughs> Incident, if you're a Guns N' Roses fan. This is that. This is Kiss trying to be something they're not. There are three great songs on this record. The Oath, I, and A World Without Heroes. The rest of it, garbage. This is like hot Burger King garbage. This is playing poker at your house, and people are sloughing off on a 3-2 bet on the the river. Been there. Garbage. Been there. Garbage. And for years, this record went out of print. And it was, uh, wasn't was until about 87, I actually, through the magic of Metal Edge magazine, they have the uh, tape trader section. Yeah. And I was a big tape trader. It's how I discovered certain bands that I love today. That Lizzie, was the best way how to I do found it. Lizzie Borden. That and a uh, freaking, um, uh, what was the other one that they had? But regardless of that, that was that's exactly how yep. you did it, man. You you. I found this record, and I listened to it. And I, I went from beginning to end. I remember um, World Without Heroes... And I, which was the two song, two of the three songs I mentioned, being played on uh, Casey Kasem's American Top Ten yep. on a Saturday afternoon. Love the songs. 
but I never heard the whole album. Through the tape traders, I found it, and I listened to it, and when I was done, I hit stop, and I was like, what the fuck did I just <laughs> listen to? It's like Kiss wanted to become orchestral. A Nickelback fucking, before they became Nickelback. Thank you. Better than I could ever describe it, because what the <laughs> fuck just doesn't cover it? No, it's. I know exactly what you're saying, man. And, and the, the shitty part is, for us, mm-hmm. I know I know the people of nowadays are so used to just, hey, 99 cent song, yay, buy it. Or a deal, five for five bucks, any song, any artist, buy it. Mm-hmm. We had to enjoy the entire album. Oh, because yes. we paid ten, fifteen dollars. Well, back in the day, the cassette. Yes, we're that old. Yes, uh, seven anywhere between seven ninety nine yes. and ten bucks. Yes, your so your CD is twelve ninety nine to then, fifteen yep. ninety nine, depending on how newer release it was. And blah, you want to hear it because if you're a fan of the band, you want to hear everything, every fucking song. So you played it from top to front, beginning to end, back to it didn't yep. fucking matter. It had a story. It had a meaning. And, and if you dealt with something like this, it hurt your soul. These fuckers cut you. They know mm-hmm. you You took your... And you did. There's we a took reason. our hard-earned money. And we <laughs> bought this fucking shit. We did, This man. shit. We, we bought this. But it wasn't his fault. He's a hired gun. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But what happens a year later blows them back up. This is, this is where they're still in makeup, creatures of the night. Uh, you have the song of the same name, Creatures of the Night. You have yep. I Still Love You. You have I Love It Loud. Um, I implore you, if you've never heard the album Creatures of the Night, go out, download it. If you do not like it, I'll give you your $1.99. <laughs> you will love it. If you're a fan of big, bombastic drums. Oh, I'm sure it's not $1.99 for that album. Whatever. <laughs> on Apple I, I don't know how much it is on it's Apple probably I. probably 15 bucks straight. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll pay you the money. If you're a fan of big, bombastic, Led Zeppelin-like drums, this is your record, Creatures of the Night, 1982. I'm not a fan of I Love It Loud because it's so overplayed. It's yeah. like Lick It Up. I'm not a big fan. But uh, that tour was the first time I ever saw it's Kiss Live. It's not no rock and roll all night, though. No, it's what, I Love It Loud? As far as like... Fuck I Love as, It Loud. As far as being played. Gotcha. You're right, <laughs> but at least rock and roll all night God. is uh, acceptable. Everywhere. Um, first time I saw Kiss, <laughs> January 29, 1983. Still in makeup, Worcester Centrum. Uh, Vinnie Vincent was in the band as the guitarist. There will be no talk of Vinnie Vincent anywhere on this podcast. And it was just amazing. It was the first time. It was everything I wanted. And then fast forward eight months later, they're taking the makeup off, and here comes Lick It Up. Uh-huh. Uh, another amazing record. And then you go from there, Animalize, another amazing record. You can hear more Eric Carr on Animalize, background vocals, songwriting. He His stamp is all over that record. Um, move into the more, now the MTV is starting to embrace Kiss, and, and more of you guys are learning who Kiss is other than, is that the guys in makeup? Tears are falling. You remember that video? That's yes. probably the first introduction to Kiss other than the radio. Yes. And you see them. And sorry about the outfits, guys. I wasn't their fashion designer. Those outfits were hideous, but the songs were amazing. Oh, those outfits were bad. <laughs> um, I, I have a funny story, and we're we'll fast forward a couple years because the Crazy Nights record doesn't get any love from me. 
Oh, there's just, other than Reason to Live, a fantastic song. Eric Carr's all over that record, too. The drums, again, drums. When you listen to drums, any of that 80s hiss stuff. the pace for the songs. Right. You hear, but, you hear nothing but those drums coming in, and even a drum solo, which the 80s epitomized drum solos, mm-hmm. I really believe. When, like Ed you comes, had, when Ed comes back to the seat, I'll see if he can drum up a particular drum solo where he incorporates electronic drums. He's a one-man band. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. You can pull some incredible stuff off He's of amazing. But um, well, we're going to skip the Crazy Nights record and go to Hot in the Shade, which uh, hide your heart, rise to it. And the, the story I'm going to tell is, you know, kids in my school, you went to the same school, Ledger High School, were vicious about my love for Kiss. Vicious. And then that ballad came out, Forever, which a lot of you probably got married to. And... All they could talk about was, I saw the new Kiss video. Dude, the drums were fantastic. And it was. It was one of those sweet wedding ballads. And in the middle of it, you have Eric Carr. Pa, 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 oh, he, go, he goes to town on that song. Oh, yes. He goes to Anybody town on that song. go watch the video when we're done forever. Almost reminds me of uh, Cinderella's only popular song there. Don't know what you got till it's gone? Yeah. Say that Fred thing. Corey was amazing. <laughs> Good friends, by the way, Fred Corey I and can, Eric Carr. Um, on a video that I have called uh, Tale of the Fox, which is a documentary made uh, about 10 years after Eric's death, Fred Corey tells a story. They're on the Sunset Strip. They're having lunch. They're just chilling. Two guys with big, poofy, bouffant haircuts. And somebody comes up and looks at Fred Corey and goes, aren't you Eric Carr? And Eric Carr sitting right there. He goes, yeah, yeah, man, I am. And he signs a thing, and the guy looks over at Eric Carr and goes, holy shit, you're the guy from Quiet Riot. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, I am. And he signs the autograph. <laughs> and then when it was done, it was like, did we just actually go through that shit? The best part is the guy's probably going to try to sell those. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's been on eBay for years, and they're like, nope, fake, yeah, that's faker fake than shit. But um, it is, actually. I had the uh, pleasant opportunity um, in 1988 uh, we had a computer class, can't remember the teacher's name, but we were learning about how to write letters to companies. And write a letter to a company with a complaint you have. Well, the only complaint I ever had was Kiss is starting to get soft. So I wrote a letter to Kiss. And it was two pages, uh, stop with the bullshit synthesizer, give me more guitars. Um, I saw you guys, uh, what, ten times by that point. I need more bombast in the show. I need this. And I sent it off. And nobody ever expects a response. Right. I got a response. I open the mailbox one day, and there's a letter, and in big-ass letters on the envelope, it says, KISS. 14, I'll never forget this, 1414 Avenue of the Americas, New York, New York, 01 Gimmick Schnabitz Burnham. And it's raining. So it hits the envelope, and I'm thinking, this is pre-printed bullshit, and the ink runs. I'm like, I got to get my ass in the house. I open up the thing, and it's on Kiss letterhead. And unfortunately, a flood in my basement a couple years ago ruined this. But my mother will tell you this is the God's honest truth. I framed it. It was on my wall for years. And it said, Dear Chris, let me tell you this. The next album and everything to follow is going to make you very happy. Keep rocking, Eric Carr. My heart fell through my asshole. Right there in my house. So, of course, what do I do? I wrote back. And I sent it, funny thing, remembering an Eric Carr story of when he auditioned for the band, everybody sends their 8x10s in a manila envelope. He sent his in a Dayglo orange envelope. 
So what do I send mine in? Uh, Spencer used to sell those uh, uh, free condom gut digest and uh, nose pickers digest or whatever. I sent it in one of those Spencer's envelopes. Eric Carr, care of the Kiss Company. 1414 Avenue of the Americas, New York, New York, yada, yada, yada. Send it away. I got a letter back. And it started this weird every six months because they're busy as oh, yeah. fuck. It, and I got to meet him. Because of this, I got to meet him. December 12th, 1988, New Haven Coliseum. I'm backstage. I've got a laminate, which somebody stole from me. And you know who you are. And you're probably watching this show, you fucking cunt. Fucking hate you. Stole my laminate. I have it to this day. It was uh, baby blue. Had the Chikara symbol, which is on my arm because of it. Mm-hmm. And it was Kiss Crazy Nights guest. And it had the date on it. And I got to meet Eric Carr. And one of the nicest, sweetest human beings you'll ever meet. Awesome. And it's why I have such an affinity for him. Not just because of his drumming, but because he was just a nice, sweet, amazing, genuine that's that's Human exactly what talk, that's that's the biggest thing about a lot of these artists of nowadays is they don't they don't get that anymore they mm. don't understand what it's like to be human it's they're given their their status and like that it's sold it's it's mm. out in the market it's you you don't need to give back to the fans if you don't want to and if you if you want to give back to fans nowadays you give them a like on their Twitter comment mm-hmm. or, or you give them a retweet on there and that, that shows your love. There's, there's you know? only two rock stars <laughs> I can equate to Eric Carr right now and that's Charlie Bonante and Nathan Hunt because they care. Because they're they're genuine in meeting the I people. Would, I would like I would like to say David Grohl is probably the same way. I, I've never met him, so I, I not, can't. Not me personally, not me personally, but I'm saying like if we if we went out. Frank of, Bello, I would put in the same. You know, if we if we went out of our way and, and, and kind of went and met, met him, I, I think he'd probably be that way. I think uh, I think there's a few three a few rock stars that would be mm-hmm. like that, but for the most part, no. I think you're right. I think it's just too too hard to to equate it to Freddie Mercury. They put out an entire album of his songs that were good, but not good enough to make the album. They put out that Made in Heaven record in '95. Eric Carr dies November 24th, uh, same day as Freddie same Mercury. Day as Freddie Mercury. As why we're yep. doing this. Of heart cancer. Freddie died of AIDS. Six hours later, we lose Eric Carr. They put out the tribute album to Freddie Mercury, Made in Heaven. The next Kiss record is Revenge, which I know is one of your favorites. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they put that track at the end of the drum solo with uh, Bruce Kulick overdubbing the guitars. Everything else is the same except Bruce is throwing down a pretty badass solo. There aren't too many bands that they lose a member... Def Leppard lost a, a band member. They don't do a tribute. On stage, maybe they'll say, hey, Steve Clark, yada, yeah. yada. People die, and we get it. Our drummer still has no arm. Yeah, right? Here's to uh, Rick Allen's arm. We, we totally, we totally could have moved on and had been a better <laughs> band, but we're loyal. Right? We're loyal. We love this kid, bloke. <laughs> we're loyal. But that car jam, that's what they called it, car jam 1981 was phenomenal and i remember the first time i heard it i'm in tears just like tears pouring down my face I, I remember where i was on november 24th 1991 when i heard the news yeah um i remember when i heard i heard freddie mercury at about probably one o'clock in the afternoon brandon's mom actually told us about it and i was wow i was like wow what and I actually didn't hear about David Carr until a few days later. Eric Carr. David Carr's Carr is the quarterback. I don't know why I said that. But I was You got football on the brain. It's okay. Um 
I actually heard about that, and I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. We just lost Freddie mm-hmm. a couple days ago, and they said, no, dude. It was earlier today. It was, we lost him the same day that we lost Freddie, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? They were like, yeah, like within six hours, yep. man. Because you guys go, we didn't have this, we didn't get the updates, and Facebook wasn't throwing you something from three years ago, and people still falling for the fact that Gilligan's dead, and he's been dead for eight years. Or uh, Malcolm yeah. Young, who died a year ago from ACDC. We get that a lot. Yeah. Chief J. Strongbo died five years ago. We get, we talked about that not too long ago. Yes. I was in my basement um, at my parents' house. I just um, transitioned from military life to National Guard life and heard about Freddie Mercury. Downer. And it's just like, wow, fucking Freddie Mercury. And then my friends came over to play cards. And we're listening to WAAF, big rock station here in the area, out of Boston, 107.3. And they played a a trio of Kiss songs. And they ended it with God Gave Rock and Roll to You, which had just been in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was also on the Revenge album Mm -hmm. a year later. I'm like, wow, it's weird that they played three Kiss songs. And one of my buddies says, yo, maybe Gene Simmons is dead too. Uh, <laughs> everybody laughs. They're like, okay, that was three from Kiss. And um, we're the bearer of bad news. We just found out about an hour ago, Eric Carr lost his battle with cancer. And all the life drained out of me. I, I wasn't necessarily a friend to Eric Carr, right. but I considered you, when uh, you're When, when you're, you're 16 at the time and then you go to 21 – you well, consider him a friend. To, to, if, uh, no, no, it's it's more than that, dude. You got to look at it this way. If, if you guys are continuing on conversations, even if it's just about the band, you guys have made a friendship. Therefore, you guys were friends. Mm-hmm. You might not have been his everyday friend. You might not have been his best friend. I mean, as be Hell, somebody he thought about on exactly. a daily basis. I, but once he got that envelope, did he go like this? No. No. I got a letter back. He sat down and he read that. And he's like, this is from my friend Chris. Let me write back to my friend Chris and see how he's doing. You know what I'm saying? This yep. is... This is how you go through. It's the same point. Like we have friends that we don't talk to that we're still say friends with. Um, we had a question come in, and I'm going to address this. But Eddie's still probably upstairs Maybe eating he's the ribbon a candy. Shit. What Eddie's the eating the ribbon candy like you guys did last week. Uh, Steven says, "Did you get to see Queen at the New Haven Coliseum?" Sadly, I never I got wish. to see Queen I with wish. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I w- uh, I'm going to be 46 in a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, my man over here is 44. Am I doing my math right? Yes. So, you know, I loved Queen, but it wasn't a band that I was going to go out of my way to see. Back then, in the late 80s, I was a little more extreme, if you will, with my rock and roll. I wanted to see Kiss. I wanted to see Alice Cooper. I wanted to see, uh, who's the heaviest band I saw at that point? Anthrax was a band that I chased. Metallica. At at my age, I'm not getting fucking rides to all these fucking things. You know what I'm saying? So... A lot of I had my a buddy concerts, that was into all those shows. If I bought the tickets, he drove. A lot of my concerts were fucking Riverside concerts, dude. My parents would drop us but off. But they were for the still so day. great. No, but they were great. That's what I'm saying. But you got to understand, Riverside didn't throw Queen there. No, you know, Riverside. Threw they do like, slaughter. Right, right. The rat. Right. Shit Bullet like boys. That. Yeah, shit that was fucking just starting to. That late there. compounds triple threat. It was uh. Slaughter, Bullet Boys, oh, what a great and Vixen yeah, before Brit awesome, joined the band. Dude. Oh, it was so good. That was awesome. Then all you can drink soda. I was all mm-hmm. it was great. Well, we were <laughs> at that age, yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> but um, thank you to your point, and, and it makes me feel good to think that Eric Carr in some way thought of me as a friend. Oh, no, absolutely. I don't doubt that for one second, dude. I do not doubt that for one second. Like I said, when, when people choose to do that, and like I said, and then the fact that you actually met him backstage. Mm-hmm. You 
got given passes by Eric Carr. So so you were given – that connection was real. You guys have shared the same space. You shared the same oxygen. You've you've, you've shared thoughts. You've saved ideas. Pressed flesh, if you will. You're shaking hands. Exactly. I hugged him the first time I met him. I'm not – I'm unapologetic. The first time I met Eric Carr, we had shared probably five letters at that time. And then I'm told, you know, where you you live in Connecticut. We're playing this date, this date, this date. Tell me where you want to go. There's tickets and passes at the door. And you're like, fuck like yeah. um, New Haven. That's the closest. Okay, two tickets. And there was a phone conversation with the office. Never got to talk to Eric until I met him. There was a phone conversation with the office. Okay, you're you want to go to the New Haven show? That's December twelfth, nineteen eighty seven. First time I saw Anthrax. By the way, they were opening that tour. And okay, they'll be there in your name. You just you and a friend come up, whatever. And his his name was Ray. I can't remember his last name to save my life. But he was a guy in high school, the only other guy in high school that shared my kiss, right. except for Mikey Barker, who if if he'd have been a little older, he might have been there. But Ray had a car. Ray wanted to go see Kiss and Anthrax. We went and saw Kiss and Anthrax. We went backstage, and as I'm walking through. I've got my pass. I'm doing like the Wayne's World thing. Yep. I'm holding the pass up. Not quite like that, but I'm showing like, can I go here? Can I go here? Can I go here? And they right this way. The dressing room door opens, and he's right there holding car. I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Carr. And he looks at me and says, I'm Chris Burns. I'm from, you know, Gales Ferry, Connecticut. And he goes, you're the letter kid. Great to meet you. And all I could do was hug him. Yeah. And it was, oh, it, it, anybody wonders why I love this band is because they care about the people. Had a brief hello with the band. Bruce Kulick is amazing. Seen him a couple times over the years at different conventions. What a great guy. Gene, I got the usual, hello, it's nice to meet you. I can't, that's why I say I've never met right. Gene Simmons. I got the, hello, nice to meet you. Paul Stanley was charmed. So I never met Paul Stanley, but I've been face to face with them. But Eric Carr sat with me for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, how'd you like the show? What was your favorite part of the show? What did you dig? And I'm like, you know, dude, I could do without Lick It Up. He's like, oh, that'll never happen. Yeah. Paul's in love with that song. <laughs> well, what did you think of the drum solo? I'm like, fucking phenomenal. So they come back again a year later, Hot in the Shade Tour. We didn't get passes, but we enjoyed the show. Now I have direct access to Eric Carr with his personal address. Right. I'm not writing to the office anymore. I'm writing to his address on 53rd Street. It's funny how I remember that. In Manhattan. Loved the show. This was great. This was great. The drum solo was, was great. What was up with the Kiss logo? That was bullshit. That was like ghetto. It looked like whack, yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but I loved, yeah, I loved the Sphinx. I loved the fact that it opened its mouth and it sang some of the lyrics. And he was enjoying it. And you fast forward now, eight months, I get this card in the mail. And you open it up, it's got a picture of Eric, and it says, Hey, dudes, thanks for rocking with me. Times are tough. I'm sick, but I'm going to get through this, et cetera, so forth. This was in April of 91. It comes to my house. I'm still in the military before transitioning to whatever. And it's sent to me. And I open it up. I'm like, oh, fuck, Eric's sick. I don't know what to do. It's just like, okay, I wrote to him again. Never got another response because he was gone within six months. Right. And um, just a just a really good, genuine human being, and it, it cemented. If I didn't those, love those Kiss are the ones before, that you hate oh, losing, man. 
if, if I wasn't really... a fan of Kiss before, Eric Carr made me. Right. And I'll say that in capital letters, made me love Kiss. That's awesome. Some bands just need a kick in the ass. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Um, Peter Chris, hell of a drummer, but Eric Carr gave them a musical kick in the ass without question. And uh, we were talking about drum solos. I don't know um, if it's copyrighted material. If you could look up the – we're not going to share it now. Share it on the Loken Jaboni Show page if you would. Um, Eric Carr, 1990 drum solo. We were talking about how he incorporated electronic pads. Mm-hmm. So he's playing beats, and at, he would switch his hands and play these crazy electronic. It, it was just amazing. Just you never see it. Everybody thinks drummer. Everybody thinks drummer is two four two four two four two four. My stepdaughter when she wanted to not play, if you're in Def Leppard. No, nope. you're two one one two one one two two. two. No, not at all. We reference it when you were gone. Um, when my stepdaughter wanted to start to play drums, I'm like, here, watch this. And I gave her Eric Carr, the 1990 drum solo with the electronic pads. I'm like, one man band. This is what you can do. If you, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And I look at her now, she's winning awards. She's doing great things out there with the drums. And she's not doing it because of me. She wanted to play the drums. I just kind of maybe gave her the nudge up underneath the ass to get there. You said you'd disown her if she failed? No, absolutely not. Uh, Put lit cigarettes out in her eye every time she fucked up. As long as you have heart, desire, and effort, it only goes on your arm, like Mike said. But um, real quick, um, I I know I've dominated the KISS conversation, but... um, As you should. Shut up. (laughs) From... I'm going to go from Creatures in 82 to Hot in the Shade, 89, that whole 80s Kiss era. Um, your favorite your favorite Kiss song from the 80s obviously would feature Eric Carr. But um, everybody's got one, whether it's Tears Are Falling, Heaven's on Fire. You can pick Car Jam if you want. I love it loud. I don't even care. <laughs> because his drums made that song no, I know, tolerable. I know. I gotta go. I, I, I guess I gotta go with Tears, man. Great song. I got it. Great fucking tune. Ed, I know you don't have many. You just judging yeah, by the gave MT- Rock and Roll to You Part Two. I'll buy it. <laughs> Although, <laughs> which is probably the only one I really heard. A little bit of trivia. He didn't play drums on that record, but he sang those backup vocals that you hear that orchestral. The voice riddle. of an angel. That was him. That was him. <laughs> Him and Paul Stanley in that middle. God gave. I'm just looking. <laughs> it's I, like it says. Car. I know. I know. I'll listen to some shit. <laughs> I'll give you a couple before you leave. Just the, just the, because of the drums, not because of anything else. It, we're talking about Eric Carr. Has to be about the drums. But w- what a fantastic human being. Uh, once again, not November 24th, 1991, lost his battle with heart cancer, and. Uh, Man, I I contend the band has never been the same since. I I can, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. All right. Well, Stephen. I mean, although I do, I do like Revenge. Revenge was amazing. Eric Singer came up huge. Uh, a lot, that and you gotta. Yeah, that's the other big thing is you're, you're replacing Carr. And Eric Carr was more beloved than Peter Chris. Now you're replacing a guy that was here in the hearts of the fans. You have to come up big. I, I was going to say, if you're going to win the hearts and minds of the purists, you need to come. Oh, you better come with the thunder. 
Oh, you yeah. better call oh, the thunder. So yeah. it, it sounds like Eric Carr did that. Oh yeah, and then, and then when Eric Singer replaced him, it's on. Uh, was it Kiss Extreme Close Up, which you can't find anymore? If you can find it, it's like fifty bucks on DVD. Don't waste your money. Yeah, go find it on uh, Titanium TV, which you can download through your Fire Stick going through LokiJavani dot com. Yay! And uh, if you can find Extreme Close Up. He talks about it. He's like, I'm replacing a fucking god. I have a lot of work to do. And he won the fans. But he did it in his own way. I dig I Eric say, Singer. Yeah, if, you, if you do it, if you do it legitly, if you do it with hard work and actual realism, people like I said, real feels real, man. I'm going to Eddie Root now. Now I'm now I'm getting a little misty. Because I, I miss the shit out of him to this day. I there's it's Eric Carr. It's Eric fucking Carr. He was the guy that got no, me just, to meet my favorite same band. Thing. What, what if he's still alive? What if he is still going with Kiss? What 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 directions do they make? I think you they don't... still do the reunion. But and no, this is the capital. Changes. But that's what I'm saying. There's 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 things that you know. And 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 as well as Singer mm-hmm. did it, what what differences would have been on Revenge? Uh, no much... difference. How much? I don't. Maybe there might have been more bombast in the drums say, because Eric Carr was just a little more right. bombastic. Just like Eric is very much a finesse. Eric Singer, sorry, pronouns, pal. Eric Singer's a finesse drummer, but he's got power. Eric Carr was a bombastic drummer. Peter Chris was like keeping time. Yeah, getting paid by the hour. It was whatever. my job. It was my job. Fantastic singer, not a great drummer. But I don't think the reunion happens. The reunion is. happens, but here's my caveat. I think they keep Eric Carr because he was the last of the makeup era. Him and Vinnie Vincent. Yes, he was the Fox. Mm-hmm. They bring back Ace, and that 96 tour is Ace Fraley, Eric Carr, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley. Because the more, the more I'm, just, I'm just looking at the history, the more I'm looking at that, I'm thinking the reunion is more of, okay, we, we lost our phenomenal drummer, and we need a gimmick. And that's what they did. Yeah. So I don't, I think. No offense Carr- to Eric Singer, who eventually put on the cat makeup and is playing with them now for the last 18 years. You did. You lost a beloved member of the family. Eric Singer's fantastic, but he's not. Right. He's not here. Right. It looks like with Carr, though, you got more original content. That's my have, point. Agreed. You know? That's and my point. Going now, into you kind of have. Yeah, we still have this. I think a lot of the same songs. Revenge still happens. I think I think we have. Yeah, but I think we might have a mega hit on there that we don't have right now. Oh, without question. You know what I'm saying? I think I think he interjects. It's the same idea that fucking Ed brought up. What if Freddie's still around to this day? Who does he fucking? Who does he play with? Who does he? One was 45. It's like like what if Tupac was still alive? There's there's all kinds of like we lose great artists. All the fucking mm-hmm. time. We really do. And there's always that question of what they can create if they were still around. Dime. Maybe, I think the same thing about Dime. And maybe we lost them for that specific reason is that we couldn't Randy handle Rose, same what way. they were going to bring. You Jimi know what Hendrix, I'm saying? same maybe way. There was, there was just realism that that music could have brought that right. there, was, there was nothing else they could do. Let me throw another you know? name out that people might not think mm-hmm. I like, but I absolutely thought her shit was amazing. Amy Winehouse, same way. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, God. What could she have done if she lived past 27? The problem is, same idea. Another tragic figure. Another person that was hidden. But we're going to... pain was constantly hidden. Oh, just yeah. like Freddie. Constantly fucking but hidden. But Freddie lived to 45. Eric lived to 41. They got to live their rock star dream. It's not like these guys that die at 27, whether... 
Yeah, but whatever, Amy, whatever Amy was trying is. to live her father's fucking dream, and that was Correct. the big fucking problem there. I, I, mean, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Nas get interviewed, but the man does not cry. When he talks about Amy Winehouse, he fucking cries. I can imagine. They, they worked together briefly in a couple songs. It was tragic, man. She, she was an artist through and through. Yeah. She was, she was she, an she, artist. You know, I, I know we're, we've, already, we've talked about the artists we came here to talk about, but to go on the Amy Winehouse point, when I first heard that rehab song, I thought it was a gimmick. I thought it was kind of oh, cute. without a doubt. But the more I listened, I was like, wow, this woman could be the voice of a generation. Three years later, she's gone. Her, oh, yeah. Her demons get the best of her. Like you oh. said, she's living her father's mm-hmm. life. I got to sneak away for a minute before we close, but uh, any, we're, anything we're you want to... getting ready to, so I mean, unless you got the bladder of a squirrel, you're going to miss out on the, the good bonus. I didn't eat lunch today. I've been drinking Coca-Colas <laughs> all day, and I had about four, four or five of these, so... Guys, just want to say thank y'all very much, uh, as always. Make sure, you, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you already haven't. Make sure you hit that little bell button there, too, because that'll let you notifications. And if you have uh, this one of these little smartphones, it'll ding-a-ling-a-bonk. And I found a way to up. buy 45 seconds because I wanted to do it twice. If you're in the southeastern Connecticut area on December 1st, there's a fantastic fundraiser that needs your help in every dollar Counts seventh, December seventh. Yes. Are you talking? That, are you talking about the uh, Evan? Working one? late that night too. Son of a bitch. Yeah, the Evan one is the seventh. All right. Well, the Evan one is the seventh, and Mike's going to tell you a little bit about it. I need forty-five seconds. I told you I'd do this twice. We're going to do it for the second time now. And the seventh of December, we're going to be doing the Evan White Fund, uh, the pasta dinner, which is going to consist of Alfredo chicken. Meatballs, marinara, all going to be homemade. We're going to have salad. There's going to be bread. There's going to be karaoke. There's going to be DJs, face painting, raffles. It's going to be a great time. Um, like I said, it's at the uh, Preston VFW. Uh, there's all kinds of questions. If you uh, want to have any, if you have any questions, furthermore, make sure you guys can message us directly onto the Facebook page, or even leave us comments, or even message us individually right on our phones, and we can give you any of the information from there on out. Um, other than that, guys, I just want to say that we thank you every single week for tuning in. You could be doing anything else, but you do watch us, and we appreciate that. Don't forget, also, we have Basement Quest cooking around, and it is getting ready to take off. We already threw some videos up on there. Um, super excited about it. I think the first episode we were talking about going with uh, yeah, versus D&D. And Palladium Fantasy Palladium. versus yeah. Dungeon Dragons, since I, I am a Palladium Game Master and I am a DM. Young so. Michael here is a dungeon master. <laughs> and it was funny because for the longest time we would <laughs> make jokes about if we were having a piss poor adventure, he'd call me a GM. And if he was having a piss poor adventure, I'd call him a DM. Little little stabs, little stabs. And unless you're a gamer, been doing it for a little Fucker. bit of time, you, uh, you don't catch on to these things. So <laughs> make sure if you guys haven't already, yeah, please make sure you subscribe to that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. And, and, and please, we've kind of gotten away with this, but it is very important. If you use iTunes to listen, please leave the reviews. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we need, you know, that'll push us up in the ranking to get more subscribers. Uh, 
as of now, iTunes is the only one with a real review system. So yes, yes, mm-hmm. and that's and that kind of sucks because although iHeartRadio has a like or dislike, yeah, do the gimmick. like dislike yeah. listen. I think Spotify has a rating system. You can yep. use that. We're on, on we're on both those platforms. Yes, you know same same thing with uh, get the, all three and like all leave, three of them. There you Fuck. go on the Speedway. Leave an iTunes review. There is an audio version. Yeah, CNJ Speed Review will be back. We're not sure if it's to, tomorrow, Thursday, or next week. I'm kind of enjoying life away from racing. I know that sounds crazy, but you're just since, sad because Harvick. No, I'm actually not. Um, funny story. I'll share it on the on the speed review. I'll, I'll explain why I think Joey Logano is a great champion for this because he won. Well, that that usually does. That, that, yeah, you can't be a champion <laughs> unless you win. Who invited this kid? But been here for I'll a while. explain that on the CNJ speed <laughs> review. Uh, I was there when it happened, so fuck you. And I said, congratulations, to Joe Logano. <laughs> so fuck you. And you watched an entire three-hour race and didn't complain once. So I got to give you props. Uh, check that out. Is. YouTube, iTunes, yeah. wherever you want to go. Check Let's it. wrap it up. And uh, guys, thank you again for indulging us in two of our favorite musicians. Absolutely. Um, this was great. And next week, Mike is unloading conspiracy, conspiracy theory Jones on us. I'm doing my research now. Yes. You want to tell him a little something about it? So next week, we're going to dabble into the MK Ultra Conspiracy. Is the CIA secretly fucking with your favorite Hollywood actor or superstar? Do yourself a favor. Do a little homework because we're going to go full force into this next week. Let you guys know what we think. Send about us it. a photo with your best tinfoil hat. There you go. <laughs> I might wear one next week and <laughs> the Jason one. Todd let's mask. Some, let's get some tinfoil hats going. That works. You that works. Got it. Protect our asses, I man. love you guys and I love all you guys out there, man. Good night. <laughs> we love you, Corey. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>